My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh Oh my! Welcome to A Whole Lot of Disney, our series about, you guessed it, Disney. Today we are discussing the Walt Disney Animated Studios film, The Emperor's New Groove from 2000. And today we have a guest with us. Everyone, please welcome Jordan from the Books to Last podcast. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Honestly, my pleasure. I needed an excuse to see this film again. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one. (laughs) It's a really good one. An oldie but a goodie. Uh Um, So yeah, we are discussing Numbers and Groove. So just like in our previous episode, I'm going to go ahead and read a summary of the plot so that we have that as a base model and then we can just talk about whatever thoughts we have. I'm going to go through that. All righty. In the Inca Empire, narcissistic Emperor Cusco plans to celebrate his 18th birthday by raising a local village to build a lavish summer home called Cusco-topia. Much to the distress of leader, of village leader Pacha, when Cusco lets go of his conniving advisor Yzma, she plots to take the throne by poisoning him at dinner. However, her dim-witted assistant Kronk instead accidentally laces Cusco's drink with a potion that transforms him into a llama. Under Yzma's instruction, Kronk knocks Cusco unconscious and attempts to dispose of him outside town. After a stroke of conscience prevents Kronk from casting Cusco over a waterfall, he misplaces the bag containing Cusco on Pacha's cart. Pacha returns home but cannot bring himself to tell his family about Cusco's plan. Pacha discovers Cusco as he regains consciousness and declines to help Cusco back to the capital unless he builds Cuscotopia elsewhere. While Pacha initially allows Cusco to wander into the jungle alone, he ultimately follows and rescues him from a pack of jaguars. Cusco attempts pa- accepts Pacha's terms to guide him home, but attempts to leave Pacha dangling from an old bridge within an hour's walk from the palace. An altercation between them ensues after Cusco also falls through the bridge, which al- results in the bridge's total collapse. Cusco and Pacha cooperate to save themselves from dropping into a crocodile-infested stream. Meanwhile, Yzma discovers that Kronk has failed to eliminate Cusco, and they both set out to find him. The pairs arrive at a diner at the same time, unaware of the other's presence. While Cusco argues with the cook, Pacha overhears Yzma's plan, and Kronk narrowly fails to recognize Pacha. Cusco, oblivious to Yzma's treachery, brushes off Pacha's attempt to warn him and and leaves, only to overhear Yzma and Kronk's machinations himself soon after. Realizing that no one in the Empire misses him because of his selfishness, Cusco prepares to realign himself to life as a normal llama, but encounters Pacha waiting, attempt- waiting amongst a herd and reconciles with him. Kronk, meanwhile, finally recalls Pacha and his connection to Cusco. He and Yzma await them at Pacha's home, posing as distant family members. Pacha has his family delay Yzma, giving him and Cusco a head start back to the capital. They find Yzma's secret lab, and numerous transformation potions, but Yzma has taken the potion that would return Cusco to normal. She orders Kronk to kill Cusco and Pacha, but Kronk cannot bring himself to do so, and Yzma drops him through a trapdoor after he attempts to kill her instead. Yzma drops the human vial amongst a scattered collection of others. 
Then she calls upon the palace guards to seize Cusco and Pacha. A chase through the palace ensues, in which Cusco consumes different vials, changing into different animals. As Cusco and Pacha are cornered on the ledges of a giant stone structure, they find they are down to two vials. Yuzma knocks away the vials and uses one of them, but transforms into a small cat. Despite the transformation, she still manages to gain the upper hand in the struggle for the final vial, but is unexpectedly foiled by Kronk. Cusco drinks it and returns to his human form. Having made amends with those whom he offended and regained his throne, Cusco opts to build a summer home on a neighboring, unoccupied hill. Sometime later, Cusco joins Pacha and his family at his modest resort. Elsewhere, Kronk has become a scout leader and trains a new batch of scouts in the language of squirrels, including the reluctant Yzma, who remains a cat. <laughs> there we I go. love this movie. That's a good one. It's my mom's favorite, so. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, how would you? <laughs> I think uh, one of... Uh, so I didn't watch this until sort of later on. I didn't sort of watch it as a child. I watched it probably um, a lot more... Well, when I was a little bit older. Okay. But the sequel is one of my husband's absolute favorite oh. Disney. Really? <laughs> yeah, he loves Crunk's new crew. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one, actually. I've seen it, but it's been a while since I've seen that one. <laughs> I, I I mean, I would be lying if I didn't think the majority of the reason he loves it so much is because Earth, Wind, and Fire has a song in it. So. Oh, okay. oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, but yeah, we can talk about the movie now. Um, yeah. General thoughts and ideas. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, I could not believe, because when I went back to watch it, I couldn't believe how impressive the voice cast was. Like, they've got some really big names yeah. for this yep. film. And I was just like, I was listening to Cusco. I was like, is that David Spade? That's David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I just I just couldn't get over it, like, the whole way through. And then I sort of did some research around, I suppose, the making of it afterwards because I was curious. Yeah. And I was just, I was really surprised because it's a fairly modern Disney film by I suppose how many big names there were yeah. involved mm -hmm. no, they did a really good job on the casting for sure definitely um, I always love the intro it's fantastic <laughs> yes <laughs> and it, it really shows Cusco's character like very well oh my well. gosh yes <laughs> yeah, the... it just go ahead I was just say the the intro song sung by Tom Jones, isn't it? The guy who sort of sings the intro music is just like mm -hmm. I did. I again only clocked as an adult that that was that was Tom Jones, and I was again really really surprised. But it is a really great intro, and Cusco's just. I mean, <laughs> he's Cusco. It's, it's, it's like you want to hate him, but you also love yeah. him. It's just this weird thing where it's like, okay, he's he's really funny in terms of watching him, but at the same time, if you knew him, you'd hate oh, him. Oh, yeah. Well, that's David Spade, isn't it? It's just like, oh, God, he's insufferable yeah. and annoying. What an icon. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I just thought was, yeah, really spot on casting. I was also kind of, again, su surprised because I think I maybe, I wasn't as young as I suppose the target audience would have been for this film. Fun fact, it came out when my younger brother was born. So I like oh. um, I didn't realize that it was like a sort of millennium kind of movie. And I was just <laughs> like, um, really, yeah, I was 
just surprised by i mean there's there are some jokes in there that are sit they're obviously specifically for the adults watching they're not for the, <laughs> they're not for the kids yeah. who yeah. definitely miss them <laughs> yeah yeah i know there's at least one joke in this that i didn't get until i was older you know where it was just like oh that's what that means <laughs> yeah well there was a few moments when i was just like they can't, they can't do that in a children's <laughs> film. Um, and the one that actually really massively surprised me, probably more than anything, is I always kind of thought of um, Kronk as, I don't know, just one of Yzma's sort of henchmen. I didn't really think anything of it. But based on like yeah. Cusco's comments and even the dynamic of their relationship and some of the stuff Kronk actually says himself, he's like a... They're like in a relationship. He's like a toy boy young <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love interest in it. and I remember watching it I was like how did I miss this I was just <laughs> I think like it was Cusco was just like oh you know this season's model is called Kronk and I was just like I'm sorry what <laughs> yeah yeah I remember watching that as a kid and just being like this year's model is called Kronk and I was like okay cool that's funny like back- but now <laughs> it's kind of like oh yeah <laughs> okay he's not so much a vacuum cleaner anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, it's yeah, it's amazing. I just, I, and I think there was that, and then there's a scene later on, sort of towards the end, when Cusco's trying to make amends with the the gentleman he throws out of the window. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and he, I think he shakes his arm, his hand or something, and he like really enthusiastically, and he says, <laughs> "Hey, I gotta use that arm later." And I remember just being like, "Excuse me." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, I was, just, I was just like, right, okay, then. <laughs> you could take that no. any number of ways. <laughs> um, I do... This is the first time I remember a Disney like animated film being as sassy as it is. Yes. And I think that might have to do with why so many people love it so much. Mm-hmm. Just because it's, like, such a different tone from, like, you know, the, the Disney animated princess movies that came out before this. And, like, the, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't know, Lady and Tramp and, like, 101 Dalmatians, like, those movies. Like, they're all, like, you know. Yeah. I think, like, the, I mean, the first one that came to me that would be, like, the closest to this would be Mulan. Yeah. with Because um, I feel like, God, I can't favorite. remember. <laughs> it's good. It's That's good. Yeah. We love I think Mulan would be the closest in terms of like getting to some sort of sassy character, yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely in the original animated style, I think, because there are sort of the more subtle, nuanced jokes in there that you don't mm-hmm. really get with the really mm-hmm. the more classic Disney ones. That's true. And yep. <laughs> I I kind of like the di- change in dynamic because I suppose Cusco is like. I mean, Cusco could technically be listed among, like, the Disney princesses oh, yeah. in terms of if he was going to be great. <laughs> yes. Because he's one of the few sort of, like, male royals who's actually, like, the main character yeah. of his own film. That's true. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I actually think it would be amazing if they did, if they just they just started putting him into Disney princess merch. I just think, I think he should just be included. <laughs> he is a Disney princess. I would buy it. <laughs> he's just like them. He might even be more invested in his looks and stuff than the other princesses. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely a oh. Disney princess. I'm trying to think which Disney princess he would get on best with. Oh, maybe Merida for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe. I just got <laughs> no real reason why. Just, just a feeling. Um, 
I guess I don't know because I think it's set in uh, because of the sort of Incan Empire setting. I know it's not strictly the same, but I I just it, a lot of the sort of just the general thing just reminded me of the Road to El Dorado, which is not oh, a Disney yes. film, oh, but it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. That's also a good movie. I adore yeah. that movie. <laughs> Yeah, I I know so many people who haven't watched it, and I was just like, it is like it was on Netflix last night. Sort of checked. I don't know if it still is anymore. And I was like, you absolutely do have to. Yeah, you have to. You have to watch it. I don't know how people haven't seen that movie still. It's been out for ages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I saw it until I was in high school. Um, at so. least you saw it. <laughs> yeah, I, like I've seen it. It's a great movie, but I just like I never had the means to actually watch it. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one and Chicken Run. My parents rented both at the same time from Blockbuster, so that's dating me a bit. Um, <laughs> but we watched both, and my mom didn't like either one of them, but we loved both of them. <laughs> uh-huh. So <laughs> it was great. <laughs> That sounds about right for your family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I think that's part. Of, I don't know. I think it's part of like parenting. Is I mean, watching a lot of content that you do not enjoy purely for <laughs> the benefit of others. Yeah, we've got like nieces yeah. and nephews, and one of them is just going through their minions obsessed phase. Oh, no. And- <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I don't know how they get the patience. Uh, uh, my my nephew is obsessed with Toy Story to the point where I think I've seen Toy Story more times in the last <laughs> year than I have in my entire life and Toy Story came out before <laughs> came out but like it was coming out throughout my childhood yeah. I should have seen yeah. but I was like it, it's not normal that I've seen it as many times as I have recently that's yeah. and I don't even have to like look after him for extended periods of time that's just me in passing being nearby <laughs> oh my <laughs> oh I love it. Um, yeah, in terms of this film, yes. I definitely think my I think my favorite part is pretty much every moment after Cusco becomes Alarm. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, the best. Run. Watching him become a better individual. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just love the way he's drawn, and actually, surprisingly, because I mean, I yeah. I mean, I love llamas and alpacas. They're just the most. They're just amazing. Um, they're like sheep giraffes, yeah. but I just I. <laughs> they're not like graceful creatures yeah. they're not kind of creatures that i mm-hmm. suppose you associate with royalty or at least i don't um so the way he's drawn and the way he acts is really really interesting and there is a scene i think when him and patra are walking at some point during the film where he's he gets patra to ca- carry him because he's too tired <laughs> yeah. or yeah. blood sugar or so he, he comes up with some fake excuse for why patra has to carry him and it just reminded me so much of my dog because my dog when he was younger before we could walk him very far he would like pour our legs when he got tired or we had to and we used to put him in our backpack but now he's old enough that he shouldn't need that but he still tries every single walk we take him on he is he's like oh you know about half an hour and he's like do you want to pick me up and carry me for a bit and it's like no montino (laughs) not pick you up like you're not a little puppy anymore not gonna do that (laughs) you have more energy than the two of us combined and then some you can you'll be fine (laughs) I love it. <laughs> I do love the opening because we do kind of start with that that Cusco in the rain. Trans- oh yes, and he is sitting there, you know, breaking the fourth wall, narrating his own story. 
which I also <laughs> loved that he was like talking directly to us. And he's like, oh, you know, like, look, that's that's a terrible, terrible example of who I am. That's not me. I'm not a llama. But, like, that's how I am, I guess, right now. <laughs> and then he's like, but let me show you, like, how I got to that point. Mm-hmm. And so then we get to go through the whole beginning. And I think, like, I think it ends up around the middle when we finally reach exactly that point where he's, like, mm-hmm. by himself alone in the rain. I I think it's really interesting how they decide to start his narration there at that point, instead of like, I don't know, making it a, oh, this story is about me and telling the entire story. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting that also he is obviously when he's starting that narrative, he's basically saying, look at these horrible people who did this to me. This wasn't my fault. Mm -hmm. And then even by the time he's finished telling the story, he is not even able to convince himself that that is the way things happened and I just think it's quite it's an interesting bit of sort of character development just there in that one sort of little section that I just thought was really interesting and it is interesting that obviously that isn't the end of the film because they there is this part of that but it's it was an interesting way of framing it especially in the beginning because I mean strictly speaking everything that happens between that is probably just considered set up and then everything (laughs) <laughs> after isn't but it's just yeah no yeah uh, it, it was i think it was an interesting change i think from a lot of disney films it definitely was and i liked that they um that they did that because he he'll pop in every once in a while you know but um i guess i remembered him popping in more but i think that was just because i watched the tv show growing up mm. And he does that every single episode. He will stop the TV show that he's in and, like, circle and cross out people and, like, all of that and, like, tell you his side of the story. And then I'll be like, okay, you can, you can go back to the story. It's fine. And I, I just, I love that they kept that consistent. <laughs> Not that we're talking about the TV show, but... <laughs> I've never actually seen the TV show but I because I didn't even know there was a TV show until I was sort of <laughs> looking up stuff about the film yeah. after I'd watched it and they was like mm-hmm. oh you know it's actually spawned all of these a sequel and a TV show and I was uh, quite surprised I also I think this isn't a Disney animated musical which for some reason because of the very musical intro yeah I I had remembered it being, but then obviously <laughs> it's not. Um, but I think they did consider making it because I found in sort of my research that Yzma actually had a, like, because Eartha Kitt is, like, voices Yzma and she's obviously a very, mm-hmm. very talented yeah. uh, singer. And she had a villain song oh, in oh. it that, that got cut. It wasn't used in the final version because the story went through a lot of different iterations. Yeah. And uh, the composer for the film has actually been on, like, a lot of really famous films. I was kind of just researching his, like, backlist. And he's, like, I mean, he did work on, like, The Greatest Showman and Chicken oh, Little wow. and Hocus Pocus <laughs> and Princess Diaries. And he's, like, a Jungle Book, an Iron Man. And he's just, like, like really, like, so many films that I really love. Yeah. But he was involved in all of those and Sting worked on the soundtrack as well. <laughs> oh, wow. He was really involved with the making of this. In fact, they actually changed the ending because he didn't like the original ending oh. that they did. <laughs> and he threatened to pull wow. from the project if they didn't change the ending. Oh, my gosh. 
I love that. Yeah, originally, so when when Kuzco obviously builds his, he, he has a change of heart and he, he builds his, his ho- mm-hmm. summer home on a different hill. The original way that they sort of frame that was he, instead of tearing down Patch's village and building his resort, he tore down a big patch of rainforest and, and built his resort there. And Sting is really like, he does a lot of work with indigenous yeah. peoples and mm-hmm. yeah. and rainforest conservation and he was like if you put this ending in I'm not going to carry on working <laughs> on the project yeah. you absolutely have to change this yeah. but I just found it really really surprising all the people who were like involved yeah rascal, yeah rascal flats oh. are on the soundtrack okay as oh. well <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> yeah I, I was just like really yeah so they they had a lot of people sing for, so Tom Jones, Eartha Kitt and Rascal Flats were the names I recognised from the soundtrack and then yeah the score was by John Debney and he's the one who's done, he worked on Hannah Montana the movie <laughs> and Star Trek <laughs> like oh my wow. gosh I just, I, I haven't even got like a full list of all the ones, just the ones that like immediately stuck out to me but there was a lot of really really famous films that are in his thing, yeah, I was just, I was so surprised especially since even though it is well loved by everyone who's watched it i don't consider emperor's new groove like one of the most famous disney animated movies so i was so surprised mm-hmm. that like the team behind it was so star-studded yeah that makes sense. patrick warburton's in it for crying out loud and he's a treasure <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's wow i never even i don't know i just i've never looked at that never tried to see like who did the i don't usually i was just like really I don't know. I think I just kind of when I saw Tom Jones and, and I think Sting is in the credits. Um, I was just like, "What?" Like, um, and then I was in a rabbit hole. I love it. We love. Rabbit yeah, I definitely have those movies where I recognize someone, and I'm like, "Hold on, I have to look." Yeah, at and then you find <laughs> out, you're like, "Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome though. That so many people worked yeah. on it. And okay, I love that Sting stuck to his values though, and was like, yeah. no, oh, and yeah. then made them fix it. That is fantastic. Yeah, I think that I think kind of the open ended ending of we don't know where yeah. he put the swimming pool. You know, like I I think it was better that way. I do too. Than- I think and it is quite modest, isn't it? The one he ends up with, he doesn't like actually build Cusco Topu. Yeah. He just has like he basically just buys a house yeah. there instead. Has a swimming yeah. pool. Yeah. <laughs> Invites his friends. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It, I was just yeah. I was I I find it interesting to see who the big names behind like the singing and the soundtrack are, especially with Disney films. Just yeah. because if you think about like Lion King, which is Elton John, mm-hmm. um, yeah. they have like a huge influence over the whole sound and just like ha- the, yeah. the mm-hmm. whole atmosphere of a Disney film. So I yeah. Sting, oddly, not the one that I would have thought of if I was. I don't know who I would have thought of, but I, when I when I heard Sting, I was like, really, like the police? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true, though, about the sound thing because Tarzan has that same thing. True. Oh, with Phil yeah. Collins. Oh, yeah, such a good job. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, the sound thing is a big a big influence over like the movie, especially like movie reception too, because. If people see that name and they like that person, they're like, ooh, let's go watch that movie. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I 
also there were some like fun facts about who they were originally going to have to play the characters who they okay. originally had in mind and um when because the story was originally called kingdom of the sun and so the characters changed when they changed the the plot a little bit because it's, it has changed a lot and originally patcher was designed for owen wilson uh, and oh yzma was originally going to be portrayed by um barbara streisand oh oh that would be a big um, and yeah it was just really like there was all sorts of like because i I think the main reason i googled was because i wanted i was looking like because i watched this a couple times because i watched it once with my husband because i was like oh i need to watch this for this this podcast thing and he uh, was like it was like oh yeah i'll watch emperor's new groove like right now (laughs) so we watched it and i didn't take any notes while we were watching that one but then i was like oh midway through i remembered that a lot of disney films like aladdin and beauty and the beast and stuff they have like easter eggs yeah. for other disney films oh, in them. yeah so i was like oh when i watch it again to make notes i'll keep an eye out for them and then i couldn't find any and i was like maybe i'm mm. just not being sharp enough so I, I looked it up to see if there was any there isn't really any two other films there's a lot of llamas and mickey mouse heads that are hidden in different areas and right. um, sort of just patted around the place but there isn't a lot of that but then i was just found just the other references they mentioned apparently there's a citizen kane reference <laughs> in one point but i've never seen citizen kane so i did not recognize I it i have but i didn't recognize it so um it's when kronk is sneaking around the city and the camera sort of zooms out and there's a monkey and a bug on a tree and the monkey gets the bug and then it zooms back in again um and that's literally the only reference, that's the reference. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah because apparently there is apparently a scene in citizen kane where there is a monkey and a bug that you pan out to see and then you pan back in again and it's adds nothing to the story but it's there yeah, i remember uh, that from watching citizen kane so. and there's a wizard of oz reference that apparently the director hated but was made to keep in um which is towards the end oh, yeah. when they're looking at the potions lions and tigers and bears yeah lions and tigers oh. Oh. and bears for the animals <laughs> and then yzma in the background says oh my yeah. Yeah, I didn't catch that. He hated that. (laughs) Apparently, he was not a fan, and somebody else wanted it to stay in, so it did. (laughs) I mean, what else would you have said right there? You know, I I I guess they just wanted to. Like, I mean, the whole point of that bit is to to show that the the human potion is there, isn't it? But at the same time, I just I was like, I was like, that seems like a weird hill to die on, and I suppose that's why he decided that, like. You know, it wasn't worth yeah. the fight, but um, yeah, yeah. There's the and uh, Chicha, I think, um, Patch's wife is the first pregnant mm-hmm. female character to appear <coughs> in any Disney animated fe- feature, Ooh. and she also breaks a lot of conventions because yeah. she has like autonomy and story yeah. outside mm-hmm. of the fact that she has yeah. a husband in the show. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and her and the kids actually are incredibly capable even while Patch is not there for the majority of it. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, I hadn't appreciated her immense power as a character That's good. <laughs> until yes. re-watching it as an adult, but it was really, really cool. She's a good one. We do love her. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, I don't know, do we want to talk about the movie scenes now? That we like want to discuss, maybe. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Okay. So back while we're at the palace, 
there's a lot of like weird stuff that I guess as a kid you don't like pay attention to, but why is he wearing like this huge like metal helmet <laughs> made out of gold? <laughs> He's 18, or almost 18. Like, that would be heavy, wouldn't it? It looked mm-hmm. heavy. It's his yeah. crown, isn't it? I yeah. Don't know if that's what the crown yeah. actually looked like. But they just plop yeah. it on his head. <laughs> as if it's nothing. I like the fact that even when we see him as a baby, he's also wearing a thing. Yes! Just a smaller version. Like, they just have, like, made it bigger for him throughout his life. Um, yeah. Which is just a, a weird thing to me but um another thing is throughout the palace you see Cusco's face everywhere made out of gold carved into everything carved into the floor it is everywhere so my question was do they change this for every single like person who comes into power (laughs) and I mean I guess we get our answer because at the end Yzma does have it changed to her face true and so I was like whoa that's a lot of effort. You must really hope that person's in power for a while, right? Because <laughs> do you want to have yeah. to go do that again? I think a huge part of, I suppose, the history is, like, gold was a huge mm-hmm. part of, so maybe they just had just so much gold <laughs> that it was, like, it was just, like, stone, and they're just like, oh, yeah, just keep, <laughs> What we'll, we'll just sort of, like, gloss over it, and then we'll just put a new one on top. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Um, and then we have that scene with the old man who, you know, throws off his groove. Um, yeah. And I was like, I made the comment that Cusco doesn't discriminate. Even if you're old, you'll be thrown out of the palace. He doesn't care. <laughs> He's like, you're old? I don't care. You threw off my groove. Bye. <laughs> Which is terrible. Okay? It's terrible. But um, I, I, I don't know. It's just Cusco, I guess. I would say that's just Cusco, and he's very self-centered. Yeah. Everything is about him, you know. And so he's just like, well, you upset me, so bye-bye. Yes. And then, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I don't think it's a big equality statement. I think he's just terrible to everyone yeah. indiscriminately. I agree. Oh, I yeah. agree. That's oh, yeah. what that was showing. Yeah, everybody below him is is below yeah. him. And he, he, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it. Basically, yeah. And then the next scene... Um, is the one with the girls. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, time to trot out the ladies. And when I was little, I didn't understand that phrase, but my mom hated us quoting it. And because we knew that she hated it, we still did. Um, but we didn't understand it, and she didn't explain it to us, so we didn't know why it was, like, bad. But, like, watching it over again, like, as, like, an older individual, I'm like... Yeah, like treating them like livestock, like horses or something that he can just go and like look at and then pick one. Like that's so awful. Um, Mm -hmm. And they were all very pretty, like cartoon girls. They were all very pretty from the back because we don't actually ever get to see their face, do we? (laughs) We see some. We see some of theirs. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like generally, you would assume that they're very pretty because like they're gonna pick, I guess, the nicest looking ones for Cusco. But mm-hmm. what made me laugh is, I mean, I know that you haven't seen the show, but in the show, Molina is his love interest, and she looks very similar to all of these girls. So Sounds about right. <laughs> it's fine. 
I think in one of its earlier incarnations, the um, love interest actually f played a bigger part. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I might be remembering it wrong, but I think Yzma's character originally was a lot younger and was considered was like a love interest. And then, because the story was, the story's completely <laughs> like changed since it originally started. So it was like she was like not the character she is now or something. And then the love interest then eventually became like secondary because the story just went in the direction of him like learning his lesson about being selfish and disrespectful of others and stuff so it basically got reduced to this one scene gag of oh he's 18 so he's probably going to get married soon at least the, you know disney treats <laughs> mm -hmm. all of its royals with equality that way it's yeah. just like ah yes barely out of childhood yeah. let's marry you off um at least he got a say in it i suppose yeah. princesses don't um yeah and um he uh yeah so they reduce it down to so i suppose this one sort of scene because after this it's literally never mentioned again that he's yeah, gonna get married that is true <laughs> that that reminds me yeah uh because in this opening you know Cusco mentions well maybe it's a little bit later but uh but you know Cusco mentions that his birthday is the next day and that's the only time it's mentioned yeah. and I'm really surprised by that knowing how self-centered Cusco yeah. is you would think he'd be like my birthday's tomorrow I need to get back to the palace yeah. and be human again because it's my birthday well yeah he's a class A narcissist so like what are you expecting yeah. from a narcissist maybe he's so much of a class A narcissist that he thinks that the calendar will just halt and he will just have his birthday when he eventually arrives yeah. because everything <laughs> yeah. is beholden to him yeah. it's, it's irrelevant to what day he actually chooses to celebrate it it's, it's gonna happen well mm -hmm. and because he's been turned into a llama he's probably like this time doesn't count i'm not mm -hmm. no <laughs> yeah <laughs> So technically, right. he was a llama when he turned 18. Yeah, he technically was. <laughs> the llama years go differently to human years? Do they age slower? I don't know, do they? <laughs> Dogs Who age knows? faster. Yeah. yeah. I don't know much about llamas. <laughs> Me neither. It's a good question, though. But, yeah, so then we get the scene with Yzma and Kronk sitting up on uh, Cusco's pyramid yeah um, throne thing His throne and uh my i don't know i had a question about like why it was so high up because they literally have to <laughs> lean forward to like see who's there and like hear them and stuff and i was like that's a little um extreme <laughs> but it's okay mm -hmm. i guess um but yzma clearly doesn't pay attention to the the peasants when they come in because she's like like what's your problem again and they're like um we need Food, and she's like, "Well, you really should have thought of that before you became peasants." And I was like, um, "Who chooses to be a peasant? <laughs> no one. <laughs> you just kind of took power over them, and you're not even the one in charge either. So, like, mm -hmm. why are you doing Cusco's job unless he told you to? You know?" <laughs> yeah, I think obviously, with it being, I suppose, I suppose for the intended audience, it's very much they're trying to hit you over the head with a hammer with okay these guys are the bad guys remember these because mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah saying like i suppose yeah ridiculous things. yeah <laughs> like that it's crazy <laughs> um but then we get pacha coming in and he's going to visit Cusco, and he runs into the old man and he's like oh my gosh let me help you and then um the old man gives him that warning of, like, beware the groove, you know. 
Yes. And uh, and so then Pacha's like, okay, weirdo. And he, like, walks in to, like, talk to Cusco. And Cusco's all warm and welcoming at first. He's like, oh, my gosh, it's my main village man. It's Pacha. And then finally when it gets to the part where he's like, cool, I just wanted to, like, know what your hill was like so I could okay it for my, my summer home. Yeah, just, I mean, a note on the groove thing. They mention it here at the beginning, and I think they maybe mention it maybe at the end when he changes his ways, but the the groove thing is referenced three times yeah. in the entire film. Considering it's the title, I was a bit like, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> um, a little bit surprised, but apparently the story is originally based on the Prince and the Pauper story. Yeah. I don't know whether I suppose Prince and the Pauper was, as, wouldn't really suit this particular story because uh, Emperor's New Groove definitely is more the vibe. Yeah. But I, I would have mm -hmm. thought they'd I don't know reference the groove a little bit more. Also, <laughs> I don't know if Groove um, by Earthwind and Fire had come out when this song was out or when this film was out. But the fact that they waited till the sequel to include that was a real missed opportunity. <laughs> it's a great song. I mean, I think. I think Groove definitely becomes like an implied something yeah. throughout the movie. Like he's changing uh, it. Just because he changes into a llama. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's his new Groove. <laughs> but yeah, the actual mentioning of it hardly happens at all. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Um, but yeah, so we have that meeting with Pacha. And... Um, and yeah, so he's like, okay, cool, thanks, and literally doing this. And he, and then Pacha's like, no, I don't, like, why are you doing that? It's not okay. Like, that's where I live. That's where all of these people live. And, you know, he's fighting for his, like, village. And this is when Cusco gets kind of dark and is like, no, you don't get to tell me no. I'm doing this. I don't care. And, um... He, like, told Pacha to, like, pick up some change of address forms on his way home and stuff. Like, it's just, it's so, like, aggressively, like, cruel. Yes. And I was watching, I was like, man, like, as a kid, you don't really catch on to, like, the change in Cusco when he's getting told no. But it's it's pretty I dark. <laughs> I think you also don't realize um, how much of a hassle and just how awful it is for the villagers to have to move. Yeah. Because you're just kind of like, oh, no, they have to move. But when you were an adult, you're kind of like, oh, they have to actually, like, find somewhere else to live. And they have to pack up all their stuff. And they have to hope that they have somewhere they're going. Yeah. And have, like, a house or awful. a place to live in or whatever. Yeah. I do think there's probably quite a lot of darkness in this film. In this, it kind of gets brushed over a lot. I mean... Cusco has several moments where he like fully goes over to the dark yeah. side. It stops <laughs> mm -hmm. him is literally nearly dying every single time it happens. Like it, <laughs> yeah. it's the only thing that stops him actually going through with it yeah. because he is kind of a psychopath in, yes. fact, in the fact that he feels like absolutely no remorse for anything that he like. Even <laughs> even when he like changes changes his ways, yeah. I still don't feel like he feels particularly remorseful for any of it. No. He's just kind of. Mm -hmm. I don't know, been forced through, you know, magical means yeah. that he just, that they, there's no other way of seeing it. Um, and this is definitely one of those first moments when it's quite like, quite dark. I don't know, I think, I don't know much about sort of, I suppose, the history of the Incan people and sort of the 
thingy is based on, but I feel like colonization and getting rid of villages and that sort of thing is is a pretty dark theme that oh, yeah. would <laughs> would be difficult to go into um, yeah. in a kids film but i suppose i don't know disney this is very much sort of disney's height of um glossing over that kind of uh, ickiness to provide interesting and exotic backgrounds for their newest films yeah that, because yeah. yeah i think Mulan and Pocahontas aren't that far before this one as well. They're like yeah. late 90s. So, yep. yeah, there's that. But, um, yeah, yeah, there's sort of a lot of hidden darkness for what is, you know, on the outside, a very sort of low stakes Disney film, yeah. really, if you, if you mm-hmm. think about it compared to others. I mean, yeah. you know, the kingdom isn't going to end if Cusco doesn't get back. No. <laughs> it's just, it just yeah. it's, he's really not incident. It's not really important <laughs> yeah. to the plot at all, really. It's true. <laughs> It's more of Cusco's world would end if he didn't get back. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's very much a it's a personal story. Yeah. It's not a it's it's not a high stakes yeah. story. It's not like there's a yeah. war happening or you know like any of that kind of thing going on. Yeah, and Isma doesn't technically look like she's doing any worse or yeah. better a job than Cusco was of oh. running the place. So yeah. She'd be a good ruler, probably. I mean, probably <laughs> about the same. She, I don't just don't. I just don't think she's worse. I don't yeah. <laughs> just like. A, yeah. a, I don't know. Yeah. It's like in terms in terms of rulers, Cusco and I- Isma are on the same level. Yeah. <laughs> but but Kronk, we do know, has the ideas. So maybe he would be the one feeding her the ideas. <laughs> That might be giving Kronk a little bit too much credit because I feel does. like he's kind of like he, he. I think most of the ideas he contributes are by accident. I genuinely don't think <laughs> mm-hmm. he actually means yeah. to do anything. Yeah. I guess you're right. It's probably like the Pumbaa thing in Lion King. Yeah, he's that oh, character mm-hmm. who makes a joke, um, and then <laughs> someone goes, "You know, actually, that's a good idea," yeah. and then they just run with the joke. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But I think Kronk's a really interesting character. I'm not surprised he, didn't, he got a sequel because, like, he has like a lot of depth and nuance that you wouldn't expect a character who essentially is like a mindless henchman to get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, perfectly portrayed by Patrick Warburton, my absolute favorite. <laughs> Lemony Snicket also yes. should narrate all audiobooks ever because he's amazing. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, like with his like little angel devil bits, they're really really funny, oh, yeah. and I like the way that they're portrayed. It's just, it's just. Yeah, I, just, I think he's. I think the fact that he's constantly also going to Eastmer, just like you know, this is morally wrong, right? He just doesn't necessarily have any better suggestions <laughs> yeah. as to what they should do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we do have that scene where Cusco fires Isma, mm-hmm. and then immediately Isma's like, "Okay, well, that's fine, I guess. Um, what do we do about this?" and like you said, Kronk does kind of just offer up the idea of like getting rid of him, but it's not like it's mm-hmm. not like he did it on purpose or anything either. You're mm-hmm. right. And Isma's like, "Oh yeah, we could kill him. Let's do that. That's a great idea." And Kronk's just like, "Did I? Did I say kill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who said? Who said kill?" Yeah, he's like so confused. <laughs> But, like, then we have the whole rest of the movie where they're legit just trying to kill Cusco. And you're sitting there like, who is their king? Like, (laughs) who is is their actual king and ruler? Right? Like, I I was definitely... Who is 18 also? And, I mean, 
I can't really speak for anyone else, but I know I at 18 was probably not the best version of myself, especially if I, I don't know, didn't have any parents and because mm -hmm. he evidently doesn't have any yeah. parents. Yeah. yeah, I asked that. I was like, but that's never mentioned. <laughs> what happened to them? Disney just wanted to kill them off for the sake of the movie, as usual. Apparently. I don't know whether it'd be. I suppose if he did have parents, they would be the rulers. So I suppose they have to be dead for the purpose of the story. But they could have also made him not 18. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's. I guess that's probably why he had Yzma. Because it's like how um, <clears throat> in like older times, like back in like France and Spain and all that, they had um, rulers that like if their parents died or whatever, they, like, had to become... Kind of a region. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, the, like, that's probably what Yzma was to him, maybe? Well, Yzma does make the comment that she practically raised him. So, yeah. So. I would I would assume that she's probably, like, his regent then. You could probably assume that um, she she was probably not the, <laughs> the greatest um, influence on him. <laughs> I mean, realistically. we can see how he turned out. So <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't necessarily think that I suppose Kuzco can't get the full um, blame yeah, for that one. No, probably yeah. not. I think Yzma definitely had some part to play in that. <laughs> I would be interested to find out how this evil Mary Poppins type witch sorceress ended up being the person in charge of the Incan <laughs> Emperor. Though. Right? That would yeah. be like I would just be really interested to find out how that came about because I don't think she's she definitely doesn't seem like she's from around there no and no, what's funny yeah. about it is she's very purple and everyone else in like the the area the village the everything they're not purple they're like green and red and yellow and all other sorts of colors I was saying more like neutral yeah, tones too yeah. but no one else is purple like her <laughs> mm -hmm. I think purple is it's supposed to be represent sort of royalty and luxury but also it's a villain color mm -hmm. it's definitely an evil character yeah. color usually and I suppose it's not natural it's not a color often found yeah. in nature either whereas yeah. a lot of the colors used on all the other characters are natural sort of warm palette yeah. earthy kind of tones that just so it sets her apart in a very 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 distinct way yeah. it was disney <laughs> being yeah. very heavy just quite the fashion statement yeah right disney's heavy handedness coming in to help us out i guess um but yeah so then they they come up with the poison plot and i'm not really sure why yzma didn't 100 percent check the vial that she gives kronk but like i i guess it's fine i don't know <laughs> I, I, I mean her her labeling system definitely reminds me of how I see some people um label their computer files so I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily see it as being unrealistic yeah I guess it's just it's bad yeah. it's so bad <laughs> but I mean when it's poison I feel like you probably should be a little bit more strict yeah I, the, I feel like this is poison the... guys <laughs> <laughs> probably don't get Kronk to go and pick it out yeah, yeah definitely don't get Kronk to do that <laughs> yeah um, and then yeah so they have their little dinner with with uh, Cusco and I, I was wondering because he had just fired them so why are they still there 
I, I wondered that too. I was like, they weren't immediately escorted out of the castle or anything. And <laughs> like Yzma still had access to her secret lab. Yeah. And... Maybe it was an exit interview. You know how when you <laughs> leave a company, you have to you have to have an exit interview. Um, <laughs> I also think it probably speaks to Cusco's sort of arrogance that he didn't actually think there would be any repercussions for him actually very i mean i know she's she's the bad guy and everything but like he very unfairly fired her for pretty there was not like really a, a reason oh. for why he mm-hmm. got rid like she he didn't have a legitimate reason there was no dismissal process oh. um he definitely would have the unions involved yeah. in real life but um he just didn't see any even though what he did was you know wrong he just didn't he didn't foresee any repercussions to his actions which is probably him in a nutshell he's like no i can do what i want so i'm gonna fire this lady who raised me my entire life for pretty much no reason and um yeah i don't see any reason why she'd want to hurt me after that because you know i'm the king so (laughs) yeah i'll keep her around why not (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) um yeah he does make a statement of how he's the king of the world which like you're you're not the king of the world you're the king of your little area (laughs) He may have thought yeah. he was king of the world back then, because I mean, I That's suppose true. before people started getting on boats and going to places and sticking flags down, they, they did think that their land was the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Sense. But <laughs> he has a very inflated head. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so then Kronk, you know, he fucks up the drinks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I thought the interesting thing about that because Cusco, you know, takes. Like, he drinks it, and, you know, for and then he's kind of just immediately out, yeah. and I was like, why? Because none of the other potions that they take later oh. in the movie do that. Oh. But I also understand that was to give the impression that, yes, they did it, he's dead. But then he's just back up again, and it's like, I'm sorry, where were we? <laughs> well, and, okay, so I have another thing about the potions that I, like, made a comment of later, but I can do it here. So when they all drink the drink okay because Kronk messed mm-hmm. it all up so he put it in every single drink and then you know he told Yzma don't drink it he Kronk literally pours it on himself but later yeah. on in the movie when they're doing the potions we see that they can just pour the potion on themselves and they'll change so because that happens Maybe. with the guards so he dilutes it as part of a cocktail, doesn't it? Oh. Maybe, maybe it has to be drink. Maybe because it's in a cocktail, it's been diluted. <laughs> so maybe it has to be like straight undiluted po- mm-hmm. poison for okay. that. Okay, I was just like, I was like, maybe. Mm, I don't know if that's like correct. Because, <laughs> because with the guards that like the ones that get turned into like a cow and all the other things, they're like they just run into the potion and then that's mm-hmm. happens. Like they just turn into a creature so i was like okay <laughs> okay if maybe because it was diluted i could i could maybe yeah. behind that <laughs> also i don't think disney are consistent in their application of magic systems either no. so <laughs> no because when you think about it because every other time the potion is used it's an immediate change even when yzma poured the drink into the plant it immediately changed into a llama but when uh cusco drank it it took it it took a bit of time for him to actually change into a llama yeah that's a good point so it's it's so weird i don't yeah who's in charge of that because they need someone who's better (laughs) (laughs) they need someone to actually pay attention to it (laughs) yeah i think i mean 
plants and people are different. Maybe it's different based on <laughs> your thing. Maybe Krunk isn't even human. We don't know. Ooh, <laughs> That's a good question. He never says he's human at any point during the film, so... Right, you're right. We can't just maybe he's already a llama. Maybe he is. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's like Luca, where he like puts makeup on to look like a human, but he's actually a llama. It would explain so much. It really would. <laughs> um, but this is where we get that Kronk writing essays with no effort ever part because he just like I don't. He just talks. It says mm-hmm. the same thing over and over again in different ways. <laughs> the poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison. Cusco's poison. <laughs> <That> poison. <laughs> yes. The poison meant for Cusco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think if it was anybody else, I'd probably find it annoying. But because it's Patrick Warburton, I'm just like, yeah, say it a different <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. Like, keep going, please. <laughs> I, I also really like the sort of intonation he does for his, like, yeah, when he has his angel and devil moments, they have very different voices, yeah. but they are still him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. And I just found it really funny that like his shoulder devil kind of argues like, kind of like an internet troll, where it's like completely not relevant yeah. to what the discussion is at, at all. He's just saying words, and he's just <laughs> so he's just like so he's just like oh you should do this. And he's just like why he's like I don't know. Look at me do this. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, like, look what I can do, and it's like, okay. And they're like, no, no, he's got a point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. That, yeah, I never really thought about the shoulder devil that way before, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what he's like. Yeah. Patrick Warburton showing the ultimate range of all characters <laughs> in, this, in this film. That's why he gets the sequel, and they don't. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Um, and so then, of course, Yzma freaks out about the llama and is like, no, he's supposed to be dead. Like, now you have to go and take care of him, Kronk. Like, and I'm sitting here like, he failed the first time. Why are you asking him to do it the second time? He's going to fail again. This is Kronk. He didn't do it right the Maybe first time. She doesn't know he's secretly a llama. And that's why he wants to save the llama. <laughs> Maybe. 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 It's a storyline no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my ultimate theory. I like it. I like it. I think I'm on board with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then Kronk is like, okay, fine, I guess. And so he literally puts Cusco in a bag. How does Cusco stay knocked out for all of this, though? Because you'd think that he would wake up at some point. I mean, they hit him pretty hard over the head. It was was a pretty decent blow. And he looks like a strong guy, evidenced by the fact that he can carry a full-grown llama on his back. and (laughs) (laughs) Through a city and up so many stairs. Okay. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Which is just, yeah. I uh, actually have another fun fact about this particular scene where he's sneaking through with the llama. The kind of, you know, the theme tune he hums? Yeah. Um, They actually recorded a full version of that... um, Mission Impossible rip-off tune and it's entirely <laughs> done by Patrick Warburton. He does it all like just it's just him in a recording booth voicing the, his own sort of made-up on-the-spot Mission Impossible uh-huh. rip-off yeah. and Disney actually like have it trademarked so they actually own it so even though it's not really used in full or anything that's that's 
they, Patrick Warburton can't use that anywhere. That oh is like God. their Patrick Warburton Mission Impossible ripoff. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> and they funny. they got him to record like a full version, and then they just use parts of it for that particular scene. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Well, speaking of the tune he he hums or like sings or whatever he's doing. Uh, Cusco calls him big, dumb, and tone deaf, and he's like, I'm so glad I was asleep for this whole thing, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's just rude. Like, let the man have his theme song, okay? <laughs> like, he's trying to sneak around the city, even though he's not good at it. It's fine. <laughs> it's just He just doesn't, he never got to eat any of his food, so he does not understand that Kronk's true talent lies in cooking. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's where his worth is. Yeah, he didn't get to try those spinach puffs. Which he was so proud of. <laughs> no know. one ate them. Yeah, and Yzma says she never liked them. Rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yzma doesn't know the catch she's got. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think Kronk, she would appreciate him. <laughs> the most no. eligible bachelor in Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's an entire scene of him entertaining somebody else's children, yeah, that's true. even though they're uh-huh. by far yeah. the most hyperactive and like energetic kids, and he just is great with them. Yeah. Honestly, yes. he's, he's a catch. Just... People underestimate the value of Kronk. They do. Yes. He just joins right in. Yeah, it's super easy for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we have that moment where he like accidentally drops Cusco into the water river runoff mm-hmm. thing and he's like yes. oh crap and he's like wait i could do it and he has the shoulder angels come and join him <laughs> he ultimately decides to save Cusco, and so i was like hmm, kronk isn't capable of killing anyone clearly mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so why is he in charge of this <laughs> um but then he does ask what do i do with the body and i was like he's not even dead like what do you mean what do i do with the body he's not dead <laughs> He hasn't died. And the obvious answer is just take him to a llama farm. Like, they're, right? not, gonna they're not gonna believe he's a prince. Just no. take him to a llama farm. You just leave him there. And then, like, you know, of course he talks. So, like, if someone were to, like, encounter him, they'd probably freak out and be like, no, that llama needs to die. That's a bad llama. Bad omen. Demon. Easy. D- demon llama. Already taken demon care llama. of. Already taken That's care of. That's what Patrick calls him. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> literally <laughs> so like easy to take care of you know um but then he ends up on pacha's cart mm-hmm. and then kronk loses pacha he doesn't know where he went <laughs> which like pacha isn't moving that fast he has a cart with him yeah so what where do you think he's gonna go with his cart <laughs> I think Kronk just didn't want to have to run after him. He was like, you know what? I don't get paid enough for this. He's like, it's fine. They don't pay me overtime. I don't have a health Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to just... I'm just going to just do a half a job on this Not one. my problem anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I, know, I, I took care of him. I no longer have the llama. Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Pacha gets home and... Um, he gets to like meet up with his family and we see his family a little bit before he gets home when uh chicha i think it's chicha i have it written down as chicha when chicha is like measuring the kids and um Mm -hmm. and then pacha shows up and the little boy is like i'm as big as 
you were when you were me. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> he was never <laughs> you. But it's fine. Ch- child child logic, I guess, is always mm-hmm. entertaining. Because they have the weirdest little phrases that they say. Yes. Um, and then it's very clear that, like, Pacha and Chicha know exactly what will convince their kids to go to bed. Because... She's like, well, you guys have to go to bed. And Pacha's like, oh, no, they can stay up. It's fine. We're just going to stay up and tell each other how much we love each other. Mm. (laughs) And I always thought that part was so funny because I just, it's exactly how you feel as a kid when your parents are being like that. You're like, please get me out of this room. I do not want to be here. (laughs) I was a very weird child. I never argued when it was time to go to bed. It was just like, oh, you want me to go to bed? I can sleep now. Awesome. I'm, I'm going to I like it. You were probably sleep. the favorite Great. then. <laughs> <Yeah>. Favorite type <laughs> of kid. Like, I can go to my room and read in bed and no one will come and check to see if I've actually gone to sleep. You just want me in bed. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll go read until three o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> there you go. See, with that, my parents would always come and check. They would make sure that I wasn't reading in bed, even though I still sometimes was able to sneak it. But yeah, I always got in trouble if I got caught reading. <laughs> Was rough. Which seems ironic when you think about how many parents beg their children to read. I know. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? It's unacceptable when I do it at three in the morning. Right. When you want me to do it. <laughs> like, I read all day anyway. I might as well read at night too. It's fine. Yeah. Come on. It's like you're not the one who has to sit through my classes while I'm this tired. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's true. We were doing it to ourselves. Our parents weren't doing it to us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we get to meet their little family dynamic and like it's clear from just this little scene that Chicha is like very strong and like she has what she wants to do. She knows what she would do. She like has her opinions about things. And I think it's so funny when she's like, I need to go wash something because like literally if I get super upset or whatever, me going and like folding laundry or like cleaning something really does help me calm down. <laughs> so, as a kid, I didn't understand that 100%, but like now I'm like, yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> Rage vacuuming is great. It just when it, it just really gets your anger out. Yeah. I I I think folding clothes is too slow for me. I do that when I need to cut for the calm down. Okay. But when it comes to like actually cleaning stuff, it's just like, yeah, I need to go and scrub something or or, mm-hmm. or vacuum really aggressively <laughs> and that that'll fix it <laughs> it works it works yeah proven cleaning Definitely. windows proven. <laughs> yep <laughs> very proven to have have its own merits to it <laughs> as a kid though you're like ew why would you want to go clean something <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's fine um okay so pacha you know, after the kids go to bed, he's going to go put his llama, I think her name's Missy, he's going to, you know, go put her away, unload the cart and everything, and that's where he finds a random bag on his cart. What is that? And he opens it, it's just a llama, and he's like, oh, hey, buddy, how'd you get here? And I'm like, you're not wondering why there's a llama in a bag? Yeah. <laughs> like. Not really a safe way for llamas to travel, I don't think. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, I'm googling this, and a, a full-grown llama is between 130 and 200 kilograms. He didn't feel that land on his cart. Yeah. Like I at mean, any point. <laughs> I mean, I guess because Missy was the one who was pulling yeah. it, so Pacha was just. It didn't break his cart. It didn't make a noise. 
apparently not. <laughs> that's a really heavy long. That's a really yeah. heavy animal. Yeah, that is. Wow. Oh god, sorry. That gestation period is eleven months. I can't. That's that's too long. Wow. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Wikipedia telling me stuff I don't need to know about llamas. But... I love it. The llama facts. <laughs> they just keep yeah. coming. <laughs> oh Disney. Yeah. But uh, so so Pacha, you know, opens the bag and Cusco starts talking, and that's when. Pacha freaks out and is like, oh my god, demon llama. Cusco's <laughs> like, what? Where? Yeah. And he's just fully awake. And then and then Cusco recognizes him and is like, oh wait, you're that peasant guy. And that's when Pacha's like, are you what? You're Cusco? <laughs> he accepts it really quickly. He does. He's like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> And I was like, does this happen to you often? Do people just show up as animals in your life? Is that like a, a regular thing? And that's why it's okay? Or are you just accepting of everything that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> um, but they have their whole like conversation and Cusco comes up with like some weird convoluted idea of why Pacha kidnapped him as a llama and stuff. And, and he's like, why would I kidnap a llama? <laughs> why how would i a, a peasant who runs a village a day's hike from the thing why what what possible mechanism would i have to turn you into a llama right? i'm not yeah. if, I was, if i was magic i could just stop you from yeah. walking over my village yeah. and then like what's the <laughs> purpose of kidnapping a llama either you know like yeah why <laughs> his wife knits she crochets maybe yeah her that's wool. true that's possible <laughs> i could just shear him every every so often <laughs> yeah what were you gonna say colleen uh, i was gonna say it's really funny that he doesn't even consider the fact that it could be yzma who turned him into a llama yeah. uh, because as far as we know yzma is the only one who has any sort of magic potions yeah. in this entire like kingdom but does Cusco know that no, Cusco's too self-centered. So, but but she's regularly described as scary beyond all reason. It's true. She was in, like, yeah. she, she, like if anybody was that's I this. But then again, um, I didn't get that in Aladdin when whenever anything went wrong, no one was like Jafar's a really he's a really scary creepy dude. <laughs> like maybe maybe it's Jafar. Like no one ever at any point considered him as like a contender for it. And it's just like he is. Mm. Look at him. Look, look, he's obviously the villain. Jafar, the he has a snake staff. <laughs> True. It's all your fault, Jafar. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, oh, Twisted is amazing. Oh, yes. Oh, I love that so much. I have the soundtrack on Spotify because it finally got added. Yeah. Sorry, complete sidetrack. No, if you ever, ever, ever want to do an episode on Twisted, I would. I, I love that so much. Cool. 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 <laughs> We'll, we'll be doing one in several months. Well, so. well. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry. I actually, it's one of the few Star Kid plays that I've managed to get my husband to watch, and we actually <laughs> we reference that one quite a lot. So it's all your fault, Jafar, is, is the go to one. It's a good one. It is, it's so good. As well as, why would you like make a coat out of puppies? <laughs> yes. <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> I actually think no one remembers Ahmed came on my shuffle recently. Oh, uh-huh. and it's just, <laughs> That's a good one. It's just so good. Oh, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we do love Twisted here. Yes. 
I would buy that DVD in a heartbeat. Oh, dude, same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, same. I don't even buy DVDs anymore, and I would buy that one. I don't have a DVD yeah, player, same. but I'd buy it. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I have a TV that has a built-in DVD player, so I guess it counts. But, yeah. <laughs> I would venture, I guess, that one of the games consoles in my house probably plays DVDs, but I can't say I've ever mm-hmm. actually tried. I know PS, I know PlayStations <laughs> do. Maybe. But yeah. Who knows? <laughs> so yes, Demon Lama yes. has <laughs> accused the powerless peasant of kidnapping him. Yes. Yes. Which like he's like, why would I kidnap a llama? And then and then Cusco's like, Oh yeah, you're right. That's giving you way too much credit. And I'm sitting here like, why do you have to be so aggressive? Like you're you're a llama. You literally got turned into a llama and you're gonna sit here and be rude to the one person who could potentially help you? Because no one else is around you right now. Who's going to help you, Cusco? Who? No one. He thinks everybody loves him, though, doesn't he? He doesn't realize not everybody loves him yet. It's true. That's true. It's true. Um, So then, of course, uh, Cusco's like, whatever. I'm going to go back to the palace and stuff after he, like, tries to get Pacha to take him back. And Pacha's like, I'm only going to do it if you agree not to build your summer home here. Because this is my Mm -hmm. hill. Like, I'm I'm not dealing with that crap. And he's like, no, I don't make deals with peasants. And I was like, Cusco, you're not really in a position to argue, but okay. <laughs> All of your negotiating power is is gone in this particular, unless you're carrying, like, a big pouch of gold right? in llama fur. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's um, and so then, while Cusco's walking away, Pacha does make a comment, if there's no Cusco, there's Cusco, there's no Cusco-topia. Takes care of that problem. He, like, wipes his hands of it. But you're like, nah, Pacha, you could never do that. It's like, that's his, like, mm-hmm. one dark moment. And then he's like, just kidding, I have to go after him. Which is surprising, because John Goodman is not famous for his portrayal of, I suppose, morally good characters. Like, John mm-hmm. Goodman is, like, actually, I mean... If you've ever seen, have you seen the Big Lebowski? He's just like that's just him in everything <laughs> he's in. He's not like a, a st- so. I, it's quite surprising to see him. I suppose portraying someone who is like the very core character trait yeah. of his being is that he is a, a good, yeah. and decent yeah. person, does the right thing even when it puts him at a disadvantage. Yeah, that's that's a good point. John Goodman was an interesting choice. I I did recognize his voice straight away, and it took me a second to play him. <laughs> when I was watching it, but I, I was like, hmm. He's a very good Pacha, though, that's for sure. He is, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun to think about how different that character would have been if, if Owen Wilson had played him, as originally. I think that would have been so <laughs> weird. Jedediah from, yeah, he's, from Night at the Museum. I, well, he's he's very sort of... Because uh, he was in Loki recently, wasn't he? And he plays a very different character in Loki than he plays in like anything else oh. I've seen him in. Because it's like, even though he has funny moments, it's not a pure comedy Okay role so it's different mm-hmm. um okay so i i don't know it would be interesting to see his version of it but definitely i think jed is it jed, yeah jedediah is yeah. my favorite night the museum is an underrated <laughs> set of films yes. it's so good <laughs> and jed is the best but yeah i oh my gosh i think that when you said owen wilson i was like what <laughs> <laughs> our, our comedian that we love <laughs> 
what <laughs> as part but still i think he'd be a funny patcher i think it would, it would yeah. be. i think he would too but i no shame on john goodman no, though. he did yeah. a very good job yeah but i i just i guess i have like a hard time visualizing or like maybe hearing how it would be without him actually doing it i guess is why yeah. it's hard for me to wrap my brain around it my only soundbite of Owen Wilson's voice in my head is when he does the Sophology adverts here in the UK. So he advertises sofas okay. quite a okay. lot, and that's like <laughs> probably like that's that's probably the most I've heard his voice sort of like because they're on quite a lot. Yeah. So when they do work, yeah. time, and it's him talking about sofas, literally, he's just like he's just <laughs> like it's just it's like helena bonham carter's doing them now but oh. like, they were, he was on for a long while yeah they get really good actors for the sophology i, adults, I don't know why um i don't know what they've got on them because i was just like i feel like i mean these are like actual award winning winning yeah. <laughs> movie actors where, where are you getting them from it's so funny it's not like b-list actors it's like a-list actors yeah like just like these these are important people but um <laughs> yeah so i just i don't think that's quite the right one it's like that and then i watched loki recently which he's in okay so i suppose him maybe him but he's maybe he's a bit too laid back for patcher patcher's quite passionate yeah i don't know yeah that's true Good question. Mm. <laughs> um but yeah so patcher does chase him into the woods forest whatever it is and yeah i think it's like the rainforest yeah. but we do have that that moment where kuzco's still by himself and he runs into the squirrel and he's mean to the squirrel uh-huh. <laughs> and, That's right. and then um when he ends up down in the is it jaguars down with the jaguars mm-hmm. um yep he he's there with the squirrel and the squirrel's like oh this is great i got my revenge so he pulls out a balloon which like <laughs> why would he have a balloon you know that's that's the real question here but he has one so he does a little balloon animal of a llama i think is what it's supposed uh-huh. to be symbolic yes yes <laughs> and then he grabs one of the the like the pine needles or whatever they are on the branch that he's standing on and is like should i do it should i do it yeah, I should. And then he pops it anyway, even though Cusco's like, no, 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 don't do it. And it doesn't wake the jaguars up, which, like, you're like, oh, okay, like a gush of wind, even though balloons are really loud when they pop, that didn't wake them up, sure. And then Cusco's, yeah. like, laugh is the one that wakes them all up. It, it's a, it was a very pointed laugh yes. at the squirrel. Yes. Where he was just kind of like, ha. But it didn't work. I think it's like that with kids, though, isn't it? So, like, babies. I've been quite surprised by once a baby's asleep, how much noise can go on around them and they just don't even notice. And then, like, the tiniest, like, squeak or noise that's not mm -hmm. that loud compared to everything else will just wake them up. So maybe, like, maybe panthers are like that or jaguars are like that. But a fun fact about Bucky the Squirrel, because he's called Bucky the Squirrel, because we find out when Kronk makes friends with him... um, he is voiced by a gentleman called Bob Bergen, who have not, I'd never heard of, but has actually been involved with many a famous film, including Space Jam, Gremlins, Spirit Away, Spirited Away, Sabrina, I think the animated version, okay. Spider-Man mm-hmm. animated. Um, he plays Luke in almost every Star Wars game from 1996 oh. to 2005. He's in Bugs Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., Wally, Up, Wreck-It, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, and Tangled. Wow. wow. 
He plays mostly animals and non-verbal characters, hence his portrayal as Bucky, I think. Mm -hmm. But he is like prolific in the voice acting area. That's awesome. Um, And apparently kind of a big deal. But uh, he was happy to play Bucky the Squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. Yeah. And actually, I think you're right. I think they are panthers. When you said that, yeah. when you said that, I was like, "That sounds more d- big, big, big black cats." I, yeah. I, 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 it's one of them. Yeah. It's a panther or a jaguar. Yeah. It's one I, of them. I don't know which I'm one not, is which. I'm not very good at distinguishing between the different yeah. animals. My cousin would be able to do it for me. I, I, I think <laughs> he's 13. He's really good at that kind of thing. I really oh, do okay, think they're George. panthers, though, because Bagheera is a panther. Mm. Oh, true. So I think they are panthers. I don't. Be, yeah. I, I, yeah. I suppose it comes down to what's indigenous to. That's true. To that, that area. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's also a good point. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where. Because pol- I, I didn't realize polar bears were only on one side of like the world. Like, <laughs> you can only have one. On the, they, they, they don't live in both areas. I didn't realize that until quite recently. Oh, that's so. funny. <laughs> I just thought it was just like yeah, ice. Right. That's where polar bears live. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just north. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So this scene, he gets chased onto like a like outcropping <laughs> and is cornered. Yeah. There's no way Cusco is going to escape these big cats. And um and then we have the sound of Pacha swinging in with the Tarzan yell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And he misses. He misses Cusco. Exactly. 100%. Of course. <laughs> And so then the the cats are like, oh, that's fine. We can still get him then. It's great. And then he comes back and just grabs Cusco by the neck. And I was like, break a llama's neck, why don't you? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea. Now you don't have to worry about him building his summer home because he's paralyzed. Um, (laughs) But then, Mm -hmm. you know, he rescues him and they're like, yay, I'm saved, you know, for five seconds. And then they get wrapped around a tree trunk. That yep. is falling off of the cliff, <laughs> and now they're you know careening down some some rapids and waterfalls. And mm-hmm. I've I've gone through rivers on a kayak, and like that's scary enough when you're going through like the rapid parts. But can you like I just I can't imagine being tied to a tree. Where, like, you're not really protected from the rocks or anything, and you just kind of have to, like, deal with getting hit by all of the, like, sharp stuff that you're going over. Yeah. I mean, they'd 100%, they'd 100% be dead if we were applying the laws of science. Yes. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Definitely. I mean, if not for the, that, it's just, I mean, the waterfall. there are water yeah. holes and all sorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is the comment that I wrote down after the waterfall, and I was like, and the waterfall. They should be dead. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, yeah, after the waterfall, you know, Pacha's like worried that Cusco is literally not breathing, and I'm, I'm still sitting here like, like he's still trying to take your home away from you, but you're still being this really, really good mm. person trying to save him. And part of it could be the age difference, because obviously Patch is like a. He's a grown adult yeah. man. He's got children of his own. And Cusco is like, even though we do forget it sometimes because of how arrogant he is. And he is 18 years yeah. old. He's basically like, you know, he's he's a 
18 year old orphan who's you know maybe given a little bit too much power in his life he hasn't got any strong guiding hands going on and Mm -hmm. patch is probably feeling a bit like responsible for him and like he needs to protect him because he's a he's a big old dad yeah but um (laughs) uh yeah, he's it's just yeah, a good illustration of the goodness of Patcha. It is for sure. Yes. Um, even when he thinks he might have to give mouth to mouth to a llama. Mm-hmm. And okay. Not with <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not at all. And then like right after that when Cusco actually does wake up and he's like using mouthwash, I'm I was like, where did he even get the mouthwash from? You know? Who knows? What did he find in nature that, that works like that? <laughs> make that soapy sudsy looking thing well considering mouthwash was originally supposed to be floor cleaner yeah i'd be impressed that that the r&d department was like (laughs) yeah yeah we'll store this in the rainforest yeah right (laughs) it's fine it can be right there um it's fine and then yeah that's also the part where um potch is trying to create a fire for them and every single time he gets even a little spark Cusco puts it out why is he always directing his water in Pacha's direction? It's Cusco. What do you expect? <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's like probably a really odd, like he's just so oblivious, isn't he? Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he just, he just isn't aware of what's going on around him. He doesn't, he's, he's not considering. Yeah, it. even though that care. would be for his benefit. It's true. True. It's true. That's when I wrote down Cusco the narcissist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, And then, okay, so the other thing is, so Pacha still doesn't want to take him home right here until he agrees that he won't build his summer home thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Pacha's like, I'm not going to do it until you say you won't. And my question was, like, Pacha, like, what's stopping him from saying he won't but still doing it when he gets back, you know? Like, Mm. nothing's going to change. He believes in people being true to their word, doesn't yeah. he? Which obviously yeah. he's never had to do, do. And he even says to him, like, if you don't mean it, don't shake on it. And yeah. does it. like, it, it's, it's, I suppose he's obviously proven wrong at parts. But um, I think, I suppose, where Patcha comes from, it's all very, it's a bit more straightforward. Like when someone in his village mm-hmm. says that they're not going to, I don't know steal his llama then he's like yeah i believe you and that's yeah Yeah. i suppose it just shows the difference of where they come from but and a very different sort of set of values but it never even occurs to him that he would be betrayed yeah that's a good point patches to trust Mm. it's a good quiet quality we we want to be Yes, we want to be trusting of the world, even if it isn't always beneficial. Um. (laughs) So then they settle down for the night, and, like, Pacha notices that Cusco's cold, so he puts a shawl, like, his shawl that, you know, Chicha made for him on Cusco. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, like, really a really nice little scene of Pacha, again, just being, you know, Pacha. And then we immediately move back to the palace with Yzma, and they're having their little funeral service for Cusco. You know, their very, very short mm-hmm. funeral. And then immediately we have the change of colors, the change of everything. Everything is now Yzma. They're painting Yzma's face on everything. They changed her- Cusco's face into Yzma's face with, like, the... They made her out of silver? So no no official like... period of mourning. Yeah, in, exactly. In the palace. Nothing, nothing happened. It was mm-hmm. just very quick. 
Um, and then this is when she gets told by Kronk that Cusco is not as dead as they hoped. And she's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? Just again, proving Kronk is too honest for his own good, because he could have just kept that to himself. It's true, he could have. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now Yzma's like, well, we have to go find him, because if he comes back, that's the end of us, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they go on their little journey out to get Cusco and to kill Cusco, because that is literally the sole purpose of their reason to leave and their mode of transport is Kronk carrying Yzma in a tent on his back yet more evidence that he is secretly a llama yeah you're right there we go because Patch's llama pulls the cart yeah Yeah. Kronk Kronk pulls the cart he's a llama you're right he's a llama llama. Um. And I can't... It's the only reason why he thinks turning someone to a llama isn't so bad. He's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I like llamas. You're probably right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think Disney maybe just didn't even think about that, but like, we <laughs> did. Got you, Disney. Um, and then we have the little tiny, tiny scene with the kids waking up from two dreams. Two visions, I would say, because they saw exactly yeah. what happened to their dad. Um and then they were like, no, that wouldn't happen. And we we're all sitting here like, yeah, that, that did happen. <laughs> but I was just like, how did they share the same dream? Two separate dreams. One the had twins. a dream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All, all twins share dreams, don't they? <laughs> I don't know. I have others who are twins, but I never heard anything about them sharing dreams. <laughs> Secret form of communication that they don't want the world to know about. Probably. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I think I, I think that's like a, another sort. I think it's like a, a a subtle way of Disney trying to de- illustrate, I suppose, to the viewers and the kids, like and kids watching, that um, these are really smart kids. Because I think there's a lot of, I mean, uh, with Chicha and the and the two kids, there's a they're obviously always portrayed as very switched on, yeah. very with everything the whole way through mm-hmm. they're not like clueless as to what they and i think this is just i suppose yet another way a bit of comic comic relief but also showing that you know they really know what's going on even yeah. when they're not actually involved yeah yeah uh that's a good point um and then we move on from that because that scene is like very short um <laughs> And it's, like, daytime now with Cusco and Pacha. And they're, like, an hour away from the palace. And they're crossing this rickety old bridge. I'm sitting here, like, how did Pacha bring his cart over this bridge every time? Yeah. But somehow he can't walk over it without it breaking? Maybe they went a different way. The other bridge was closed. They were doing road work. (laughs) Maybe. Diversion. It just reminds me of the bridge in Pirates of the Caribbean. Because <laughs> that one breaks, too. They always break. It's I mean, you never have a bridge. You don't design a bridge like that if you don't want it to. It happens in Shrek. Like, yeah, the, the bridges, like Bridges like that aren't designed to, to stay up for the entire scene they're in. Yeah, yes. that is a good point. <laughs> now that I think about all of those bridges. <laughs> There's too many. Um, but yeah, so, you know, Pacha falls through after he tells Cusco it's just an hour to the palace. And then Cusco's like, oh, cool, thanks. 
and this is that other moment where we see a really the other dark part moment. Of yes, yeah. Just like, oh, he's serial like, killer. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like I'm literally gonna leave you here to die. I don't care. Bye. But then he does walk back to like respond to Pacha and ends up about not having hands. Yeah, because he's alone. Yeah, because yeah. he couldn't shake on it. But then he ends up falling through as well, and then you know. <laughs> oh, how the turntables! <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, and so that's it's it's funny because Pacha's is like, "Are you okay? Are you good? Are you okay?" He has to make sure that he's okay before he punches him. Because yep. real mad. <laughs> good manners. He was raised with good manners. He was. He was. Um, you don't kick a man. You don't kick a llama when he's down. You. Yeah. Check. And then the whole bridge just goes whoosh, all the way down. <laughs> Falls. Yep. And because. As previously discussed, llamas are 200 kilograms. <laughs> and Pacha doesn't no. look that far off. Yeah. yeah, you put them both together. That bridge probably can't hold that much weight. Um, yeah, oh, definitely. And so they do, they fall down. And it's. I think it's funny that so many of the like cliffs or like places in this movie end in a like small point. Mm-hmm. Where, yes, where they you're right. climb back up because um, I always thought that was weird because I, I don't I, is that how cliffs and like valleys and stuff like that usually work so, it's set in the Inca Empire which <laughs> is now modern day Peru oh okay so maybe modern day Peru <laughs> is that how Peru looks right now <laughs> has a lot of caverns but I just, I just, I've always wondered about that because it was just like perfect for them. They like made it, mm-hmm. and they were both squished in there, and then they were like, "Okay, we can do this. Let's like climb back up." And I was always just, I don't know, I just always wondered about it. Yeah, to, the Peru, Peru terrain is the western coastal plain, high and rugged Andes in the center. So that must be the mountains yeah. and uh, yeah. eastern lowland jungle of the Amazon basin. <laughs> so. Oh, right. That's that's the rainforest. So they really they they went all across Peru, and it apparently only took a day. How big is Peru? <laughs> I I don't know how big <laughs> I don't know how big Peru is, but I feel like that might be um, ambitious <laughs> travel time. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I want to see how big it is compared to Texas. <laughs> compared to Texas. Yeah. Oh, it's always good to compare it with Texas because you can fit four of my country here in Texas. And actually, no, 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 not just my country. That the collection of countries, the UK, you yeah. can fit four. Of, and there are four countries in the UK, so technically, twelve. No, not twelve. Eighteen. Yeah. Peru 16, is ninety percent bigger than Texas. What? Oh, actually, that makes sense. So. There's absolutely no way they did that because in Texas you have to drive like 12 hours to get across the whole state. Yep. So Peru is 90% bigger. There's no way they did all of Peru on a few days. So Peru is quite narrow. So apparently at the narrow strip, um, it's only about 62 miles wide. Oh my gosh. But that it's, it's, it's like... 1600 miles long mm-hmm. so if they were traveling yeah. from the top to the bottom maybe not yeah maybe not even the other way yeah. maybe the other way i think i could probably that's like from walking here to one of our local cities like could i do that in a day 
Maybe not. Probably, probably, probably not. A couple of days. A couple days. Yeah. <laughs> With an alpaca, maybe. maybe. <laughs> like, do it. Carry me, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, carry me. <laughs> um, that's wow. That's crazy. Especially since they keep falling down cliffs as well. Know, so they have yeah. to then get back up the cliff mm-hmm. and. Yeah. They must. Yeah. They must work out a lot. Cusco <laughs> doesn't look it. Get in their steps. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, yeah, they they fall down in between this cliff and they stop themselves, and I was like, "There's no way Pacha can actually bend in half like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way." He does yoga, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe he does. Very flexible. Well, and then I the the whole fight scene is bad, and then we do have like some some problematic parts in it, like when uh, is it is it Cusco who says "ladies first? and I was like, I think so. <laughs> that sounds like something Cusco would say. I was like, exactly. okay, <laughs> neither one of you is a lady. And then um, we do have the fat comment too, where he's like, "It's a good mm-hmm. thing you're not a big fat guy, or this will be really difficult." <sighs> yeah. So we we have those those nice Disney things. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Disney was was hardly well known for its political correctness in the year two thousands. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're still oh, struggling. Yeah. If anything, I'm quite surprised it's not worse. I know. Well, that's the point. It could be worse. But, it could but be. Then, but then again, if we're going to, like, with, like, I suppose sexism and that sort of thing, the way Yzma is drawn and portrayed as this sort of haggard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, older woman who's sort of disgusting and, and constantly described as scary beyond all reason, uh, despite the fact actually prior to her being fired I grant, grant that she makes poor choices following that <laughs> um, distress mm-hmm. um, yeah. she, she probably did, she's never actually done anything that bad really, she, she just you know managed to climb to a significant point of power in what is clearly a man's world um, yeah, and therefore yeah. is thre- and they're therefore is threatening maybe we ship maybe we do ship Yzma and Kronk they are icons <laughs> Who knows? Um, maybe I've come around on that um, <laughs> but, um, yeah I think the yeah I they probably don't give themselves because there's not a lot a big cast of characters and considering I suppose how well Cheech's sort of, and the family are portrayed and patcher and that sort of unit maybe mm. that's enough of a distraction from the the more problematic sort of element <laughs> maybe. But like it definitely yeah. i feel like it could have been worse in 2000 it probably yeah, could like 100%. have yeah no for sure but i suppose that's the world we live in where we just are grateful that things aren't worse and not <laughs> yeah that is true we really don't want things to be worse oh, the bar has been lowered over the past 18 months yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's also true <laughs> Um, My favorite scene is the coming up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, but yeah. So there's the fight scene, and then they yes. work together as a team to get through up the cliff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that works for like halfway, and then you re- you realize the floor in there, their logic. Well, yeah, because like it, it widens at the top. There was a bridge, so <laughs> so why do you think you'll be able to climb all the way to the top that way? You're not that long. I don't think critical thinking is is a, a key skill of Patcher or or Kuska. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but luckily, they got helped out by you know some scorpions and some bats. We gotta love the the nature helping them climb all the way to the top. Yep. Because <laughs> otherwise they would have been st- stuck forever. 
Um, but they're on the other side of the cliff. Like, they're still on the side that they were on before. So there's no way they're going to be able to make it in an hour to the palace. Oh, yeah. And I don't remember how long... Uh, I think you said it was like a three-day detour okay. if you went the other way. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. like a three- or four-day detour. Yeah, which so. is inconvenient. But at the same time, Cusco's forgotten that it's his birthday <laughs> and because he yeah. had big problems. <laughs> so there's, there's no actual time limit on when he gets back to the palace. Like, it's not crucial <laughs> that he get back there in a particular time. Unless, I suppose, if they wanted to add a time element, they could have argued that um, if Cusco's not there to, put, to call them off, the bulldozers, which inexplicably they've got in the Incan oh, Empire yeah. um, will <laughs> we'll show up at Patch's village and that's like maybe the time incentive but they never mention that which is probably a missed opportunity but uh, hey I'm not a Disney writer <laughs> <laughs> I think if if people who like watch the movies were Disney writers I think the movies would probably have less plot holes plot holes <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, not more so Maybe. I suppose they're, uh, they're, they're banking on the majority of the people watching the Disney films being, like, six, and therefore not really analysing it that much. <laughs> or, or just having yeah. the mindset of, this is a movie, let's just watch it for fun. and not Yeah, let's, we'll, we'll, yeah. Just, we'll just enjoy it for <laughs> yeah. what it is. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I often pay attention to, to movies and find these things. But it's because my dad trained me, too. He does this to every movie. He'll sit there and watch them. And be like, well, that doesn't make sense. Or, like, there's a plot <laughs> hole. Or, like, look at that inconsistency and stuff. Like, he found one in High School Musical, too, which is just so funny. But, like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> in High School Musical, well, yeah, too. It's, like, it's not a plot hole. It's just an inconsistency. In the song that they sing in the kitchen, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Troy has, like, these spatulas in his hand. And he yeah. puts them away. But in the next scene, when he's getting down off the counter, he still has them in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad's always like, "Look at that, guys! Look!" He like shows everyone who's like terrible camera at work and editing, right? Yeah. <laughs> like my dad is just like always watching for all of those things. He's like, "I will find the problems." So when you said plot hole, I was I was like I was just like I was like, is there a plot to High School Musical two that could have holes in it? <laughs> I mean, there's right? not really a plot. It's just like the same movie as the first one over mm-hmm. again, but. Yeah, except it's summer. Yeah, it's summer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's summer and they have to have a job, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Oh my god, I feel so sorry for them. Like, poor, poor them. I know, work. how right. dare they? <laughs> so sad. But yeah. At a really fancy high-end country club. I mean, oh, can you imagine? I know. Oh, oh, what a cushy, <laughs> nice paying job, probably. Yeah, you could. I mean, they, 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 they could end up working in the... <laughs> The uh, restaurant that um, <laughs> Patcher and Cusco <laughs> are about to go and oh yes go to so our favorite restaurant yeah. that serves roly polies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of the restaurant, they do show up, and there's a sign that just happens to say "No llamas." Mm-hmm. And so they dress Cusco up as a a female. Yes. So somehow that's going to disguise <laughs> him from being a llama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Checks. Um, but I do want to know, like, what happened to make them put a no llama sign outside of the restaurant? 
I think it was to add like a comedic barrier, but um, I do find it interesting that the writers of Disney were just like, hmm, what is the difference between a llama and a woman? Um, false eyelashes and a headscarf. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yes. That, that, yeah. That's it. Yep. That's the only difference between a llama and a woman. I definitely look like a llama, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're just, they're just, yeah, false eyelashes, <laughs> headscarf, and, uh, and a and poncho. A poncho, yeah. yeah. For sure. That, that'll it. disguise yeah. all differences. <laughs> Um, I do, I think it's funny Cusco acting like Pacha's, like, girl. Yeah, well, because Pacha also tells the waitress, he's like, we're on our honeymoon, yeah. and she's like, bless you for coming out. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was really and funny. Yeah, the, the waitress was giving the best energy. Just oh my gosh. Entirely, I'm <laughs> done with all of this job vibe. Yeah. I used to I used to work in a cafe and I'm like, yeah, that's June. The real thing. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. I've met that lady. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but I do I think it's funny. I don't know. I just because then right after that when they're ordering, she goes or she Cusco being the she <laughs> in this relationship, this fake one, he goes, Honey, you know what I like. Mm-hmm. And I was like Okay. <laughs> really enjoying this far too much, Cusco. All the more reason. Yeah. Like, I feel like he, Cusco, should just accept his calling as a fabulous drag queen and join the Disney princesses on tour. Yes. Yes. Please. That would be so great. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So then, uh, Pacha orders them some pill bugs, and mm-hmm. uh, as a kid, obviously, I, I mean, I didn't really know of them called pill bugs. Um, I think my mom said it a few times, but I was like, "Rolly Polly's. But um, <laughs> now as an adult, I'm sitting here like, that's actually like the most disgusting thing ever. They have gigantic pill bugs. Yeah. Yes. I had never heard of pill bugs and I couldn't quite understand why they'd ordered them when they actually are at a restaurant that does burgers and you can get a steak um, cut, mm-hmm. cut into the shape of a fish. <laughs> Right. and a few and, and soup and like they have like normal they have well, yeah. not, they have they have less strange food yeah. <laughs> but they order pill bugs mm-hmm. is that something i mean is that eaten else i mean i'm sure it is eaten somewhere in the world i don't know um but i, I can't say it's something i've ever come across but then again the english have you know a food palette of beige paint so like <laughs> Yeah. We're not really exactly in. <laughs> We're really, really good at taking food from other cultures and making it more boring. <laughs> you guys want to hear what I just found out about pill bugs? Yep, tell us. Okay, it says, many people do not know that pill bugs are edible. Not only are they edible, but from my experience, some of them do, in fact, taste similar to shrimp. Any bug should be cooked before eaten, but some people eat them raw. They make a great sauce, or they can be added to soup. <laughs> You learn something every day. That is probably so still good. better than British food. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. I would never eat a pill bug. You, I don't, I don't know. Maybe if you paid me a lot of money, but probably, I don't know. It would have to be a I mean, lot of money. <laughs> I don't think it could be worse than fermented shark, which is like, so fermented shark is like um, a big, like a, a sort of. It's like a food that they drink, that they eat during festivals in Iceland. So once a year they have like a, an event and then you eat like a chunk of fermented shark and then have a shot of Brennavin. And um, honestly, nothing more disgusting in my entire life has ever, I've never eaten anything that bad in my entire life. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. It, it, it tastes every bit as bad as you can imagine fermented shark tasting to the point where Brennevin, which is basically just white spirit, um, is is more palatable in comparison. And you actually like <laughs> to sterilize your mouth to get rid of the taste. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I it's an experience and it costs a lot of money inexplicably but yeah uh, for anybody who's <laughs> wanted to go to iceland and try that oh my gosh that's crazy <laughs> um yeah so i mean yeah you're right though this menu does seem to have you know actual edible stuff and they mm-hmm. choose to eat the not edible stuff or the stuff that seems less edible i guess yeah um and then we have that whole scene where Isma and Cusco are trying to order something better than what they have or whatever, like something that's mm-hmm. not swimming in gravy, you know? Mm. <laughs> Sorry, this entire scene ordering is... So I have we have an ongoing joke with my mother-in-law who, uh, when, we, when we go, I, uh, when we go to a restaurant, I always make a joke about... Um, whether she's going to order something off the menu or if she's just going to pick different elements from the menu and construct her own dish, um, which she finds funny also. <laughs> That's good. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's like ongoing. And it just kind of, I suppose, re- reminded me of that, that they they came in and just like, yeah, we're going to go off menu yeah. <laughs> with our ordering. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're allowed to, I guess. <laughs> Um, I do. I do love when uh, when Kronk ends up in the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> yes, and he finds his calling. In yes. Him. Yes, and he he starts making food for people, and it's like, yes, Kronk. Yes. This- it's like he knows the menu already. It's really interesting. He just picks it up so quickly. He picks it up yeah. so quickly, and and he still has that job in the sequel. He is a good employee. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Love that for Kronk. Th- yeah, I definitely love this whole sort of thing because it's just all about comedic timing yeah. and, you know, they yes. just miss, just missing each <laughs> yeah. other at the right time and going in and out of the doors and then getting Yzma and Cusco, you know, mixed up. And then the birthday mm-hmm. song distraction was one of my favorites because I just love this entire scene. But yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> There's a restaurant that my and my best friend used to go to a lot when we were younger with her parents, and um, she's very sort of easily embarrassed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so whenever we went there, without fail, we would tell them it was her birthday, whether it was a birthday or not, every oh, single no. time. Oh. Because when you tell them that it's a birthday, it's a teppanyaki restaurant. They go in and they they bring out drums, like full drums that go uh-huh. around their neck, and they like stand on the floor, and they have their own birthday song, and it is loud and everyone in the restaurant looks at you while you're having it and they sing along <laughs> it's very very upbeat and uh we, every single time we did we did that because it was just funny <laughs> i love it that that reminds me of uh one time in college i was on choir tour and just a bunch of us after we stopped at this hotel there was like a restaurant next door and a bunch of us just went to the restaurant and one of the tables of choir kids told their waiter that it was our choir director's birthday even though it wasn't his birthday at all and so you know just all of a sudden we we hear you know the happy birthday being sung by the waiters and everything and we're all looking over and we're like it's not our choir director's birthday who did that <laughs> happy happy birthday That's so funny. <laughs> yep <laughs> i mean the tgi friday's um birthday song is is especially um <laughs> 
funny. I've never actually done that to anyone before. <laughs> yeah. Although it might be worth it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> My sister-in-law like now d- refuses to go to like Frankie and Benny's because I think they used to do the same. Like her family used to do the same thing to her. Oh, and they would no. always tell her that tell them that it was a uh-huh. birthday. Oh, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> Unfortunate. Um. But yeah, so. So then we have the part, because they have that distraction, and Pacha and Cusco get out of there, and then Cusco finds out that it's Yzma and Kronk that Pacha was trying to get him away from, and and he's like, wait, no, they're here to save me, like, it's fine, it's fine, that's good, and... and Scary beyond all reason. Pacha's like, yeah. <laughs> well, Pacha's like, no, no, I heard them say they wanted to kill you, and he's like, no, you didn't hear that correctly, or whatever, and so then he tells Pacha to leave, and they have, like, their little falling out fight moment, mm-hmm. and um, he goes back in, and then he does, or not goes back in, but he's, like, waiting outside, and he does hear Yzma and Kronk say, like, something to the effect that they wanted to kill Cusco and stuff when they're leaving the restaurant and he's like oh shoot I should have listened to Pacha and you're like well duh you should have listened to Pacha like the one guy who's never lied to you right like what are are you thinking (laughs) you shouldn't listen to him like you should absolutely listen to him but uh so then he he's like okay so then he goes to try and find Pacha but you know Pacha's long gone somehow by now and so then he moves fast this is why Kronk couldn't catch him on the way out of the city you know what you're right you're right <laughs> yep that's true you're right on his cart so then Cusco this is when we have that scene where Cusco ends up under a tree in the rain crying and upset and this is another moment where you know he breaks the fourth wall again but he's like yeah I don't even like like, it's true that he, he progresses to the point where he can't convince himself that this isn't his fault. Because you see it, you're like, oh, he he genuinely sees what he's done wrong right now, and, and he understands that this is not without his, his ad- added doing to the situation. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. I, I also really like the part where you know you have like Lama Cusco talking to narrator Lama mm-hmm. Cusco, where he's just like, "Oh, shut up!" And it's- why, is this, why is there three of them? Yeah, right. <laughs> there are three of them. <laughs> it's like, what's happening? He's like, they know the story. They saw what happened. It's fine. Like, they are getting their money's worth out of David's bait. Yep. Just like, yep. <laughs> he was probably like, "Wait, I get to do it this much." Yes, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it all came full circle. And um, and so then Cusco eventually, like, it's the next day, and he he's walking to find where those llamas live, because he's like, all right, it's time to be a llama, I guess. And he tries to eat grass or whatever. I don't understand <laughs> how that was, like, his response. He's just like, yeah, no, this is the time to pursue my career as a llama. It's <laughs> I don't know. He he just gave up. He was yeah. like, well, I don't know how to find my way back to the palace, the kingdom, whatever. So I guess I'm just a llama yeah. now because no one's going to take me in after this. Yeah. Living that llama life. <laughs> yep. I could charge a premium for my lovely red fur. Right? <laughs> Jumpers. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> just feed me good food and I'll give you some of my fur. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
But yeah, so he he tries to eat grass, and he's like, "That's disgusting." Mm-hmm. And then and then he sees Pacha, because the llamas part. They reconcile. Yes, they do. Yeah. And he's like, "I'm sorry," and he feels bad. You can see it. And Pacha's like, "Oh, it's okay. We gotta stop by the house real quick to get some stuff, and then we'll head right back out." And I'm like, "Wait, what do they have to go to the house for?" Right. Yeah, That's right. what I'm wondering. <laughs> Why didn't you just go back to the palace? Right? Do they run out of food? I don't know. Uh, who knows? I feel like Pacha could probably figure food out along the way. So then they go they go back to the house because reasons. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. something. Something brings them back to the house. But they go back to the house and on their way they find out that Yzma and Kronk are there. And they've yeah. been directed yeah. up. There is an inappropriate joke in between these two moments where in the scene where Yzma and Kronk are camping. Oh, yeah. Um, and obviously Kronk has this very small tent, which obviously for um, younger viewers is a very funny <laughs> joke about how Yzma gets an entire tent all to herself and Kronk only has a very small tent. However, the positioning of the tent is very inappropriate. And for all adults watching it, um, yes. alludes to yeah. a cer- certain inappropriate joke that at the time when I was when I originally watched it did not appreciate but then rewatching yeah. it was just like I was yeah. like it feels like they shouldn't have been able to get away yeah. with this no but yeah and then eventually uh, Kronk remembers where he knows uh, Patcha from because he didn't know in the restaurant That's which right. um, mm-hmm. then meant him listing all of his many extracurricular activities he's like a very for such, yeah. a, for such a dum-dum he's a very well-rounded man of uh, many a skill really yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> very impressive it's very true <laughs> You know, speaks different languages, has a lot of hobbies, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. See? Catch. <laughs> Marriage material. <Yeah. laughs> Definitely. Conk is, Conk is the reason to watch this movie, guys. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> They're heading up to Pacha's house. And um, Yzma and Kronk are already there. And... The, I, I just love how throughout the whole movie they consistently refer to her as scary beyond all reason and everyone <laughs> recognizes that that's Yzma. Yeah. It's like, yep, that's it. That's the description. <laughs> that's her. She's not even that scary. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do really love the scene where um, <coughs> Cheech is obviously like not even really sugarcoating the fact yeah. that they're not welcome yeah. and i really like relate to that so hard because you know when there are just occasions where you just want your house to yourself and there's yeah. someone not not taking a hint <laughs> i i think i think she also just wasn't buying the fact that they were also uh, supposedly family yeah, she could call she was lying which because i mean obviously yeah. i don't know how she didn't buy that the resemblance between yzma and patcher is uncanny like, <laughs> yeah right um but i think my favorite favorite part probably was so Cheech is pregnant throughout this film mm-hmm. and as someone who is pregnant themselves um her watching her try and bend down to get the thing and <laughs> and her just saying to Isa who sat there doing nothing she's like it's okay I've got it <laughs> it's just amazing and I was just like yeah that's that's great I like that yeah <laughs> it's like hard relate you go there <laughs> Yeah, I, I I really like I do really like the scene because you know obviously Pacha comes back realizes that Isma and Kronk are in his house, um, and so he just gets uh, Chicha I think to come over and he's like just keep them here keep them occupied while I go back to the palace with the 
you know, a llama. And so they basically just lock Yzma and Kronk into a closet and they're like, well, you're locked in there. Have you tried, you know, opening the door, turning the doorknob? And they're like, but the- well, there is no doorknob. And she's like, what? She's holding the doorknob in her yeah. hand. And she's just like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I don't think Chicha and Patrick should be at all surprised that their children are as um, smart and also troublesome as they mm-hmm. are because it feels right. like they definitely get it from their parents. Yeah. Oh, um, like 100%. Especially the sass. Like, they're all yeah. super sassy. Like, I think Pacha is probably the least sassy out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe they get that more from Chicha, but like, yeah. <laughs> I'm confused about Kronk's double dutch game, though. Like, who is hol- where? Where is the? Who's holding the other ends of the <laughs> skipping ropes when both of the kids are also jumping, but he's in the middle? It just does. It, is, are they tied to something? I think he had I them tied so. to something. <laughs> yeah. I think he did. Um, but yeah, Kronk's just great with kids. He really well. is. More, more oh, plus definitely. columns in his marriage material. <laughs> yeah, dating profile. More, more reasons. <laughs> I mean, that's the entire arc of like the, the second film, really. But um. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then there's the part... Well, okay, so during this is when um, they... Like, uh, Pacha and Cusco kind of tip uh, Chicha off that they need to, like, stall. Yeah. And when Cusco shows up... Because Pacha's just talking to Chicha... And then Cusco oh, shows right. up in the, the window and she immediately hits him with a frying pan and I was like, LOL, not the, like, Tangled isn't the first time they used a frying pan. <laughs> so I thought that was funny because everyone, yeah, yeah. everyone was like, oh yeah, frying pans, like right after Tangled, but like frying pans have mm-hmm. uh, been in Disney movies as weapons for a little bit now, apparently. Because yeah. Even in the Incan Empire. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, they had frying pans. Because that, that makes sense. They're still using carts and llamas, but metal and frying pans. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know. They're not, they're not using, like, pots or anything. They're just literally using <laughs> frying pans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do enjoy the part where Yzma's like, tell us where the talking llama is and we'll burn your house to the ground. And... Mm. Uh, Kronk is like, uh, I think you mean or, and then she goes, tell us where the talking llama is, or we'll burn your house to the ground, and then, um, the little, little daughter is like, well, which is it? That seems like a pretty crucial conjunction. Because <laughs> it's very important. Sass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It just, it just made my, my English major mm-hmm. mind happy. <laughs> always has, always will. Um... But yeah, so they, they do kind of distract them for a little while. Yzma ends up becoming a um, pinata <laughs> at yeah. a little kid's birthday party. <laughs> um, I, I just, I think that's pretty entertaining. Uh, while, mm-hmm. while Pacha and Cusco are like, zoom into the palace, you know. Which, how are they moving even faster than they were originally planning to move now? Right? Yeah. 
there's there's a turbine of some description on this but i do appreciate that like even they admit that it doesn't make any sense that they would beat them back to the palace but then there's like a whole gag of it. it's just like we don't know how we beat you here but yeah. we did because <laughs> yeah it's true yeah because Kronk even pulls out the map and he's like yeah this is where you guys went this is where we went yeah. we fell off the map yeah. but somehow we beat it's you like here. by all accounts yeah. it doesn't make sense <laughs> it's 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 more more fourth wall breaking but i i, I appreciate yeah. it. it's just like yeah no but it, it doesn't make sense but this is where we're at so yeah. let's move mm -hmm. on so we're back at the palace <laughs> i really like the the yzma lab costumes yes that that they get put into automatically when like uh when patcher mm -hmm. and um Cusco go in yeah. the, why, why would you have a yeah, trapdoor there bit. yeah um because they're kind of like a cross between the rocky horror picture show and despicable me oh yeah yeah <laughs> good point yeah. Uh, but when I looked at him, I'm just like that. That looks like a fashion statement that's familiar, and it's very, it's like, it's like mm -hmm. that vibe. Yeah, you're like, I, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah. So then, this is when they have their Wizard of Oz reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yes, I I was surprised though that she only has one vial of the human potion feels yeah. like you should have extra yeah because i mean if you can mm. accidentally be turned into something by it just being spilled on you maybe you should especially if crunks around right yeah like maybe just maybe you should have like a whole basket of those <laughs> but i don't just know less inconvenient animals to change why does she need to change that many people into different animals? that's what i was right too. Yeah. like just what was the purpose of that being her magic style is it her life goal to open the first Incan Empire Zoo? Maybe. But she's going to turn the people into the, the creatures. Yeah, because then they'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I, yeah, and then obviously, it's like you said, when the guards all come in and they, they get turned into different animals mm -hmm. and everybody, like, every, they're just like, oh, what happened? And the cow yeah. is just like, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home for the day? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> Does anybody else have any problems? They're like, no, we're, ha we're happy with our animals. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really liked the fact that Yzma actually let the cow go home. She's like, yeah, it's so, fine. Yeah, go ahead. You're excused. Fine. You're excused. Go ahead. We all understand. Yeah. 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 She's at least like an okay employer from that. Yeah, exactly. Proving that she probably wasn't that bad at yeah. for Cusco. Probably. <laughs> um, it's so great. <laughs> and then there's a big mix up and cat and she... So she gets turned into a cat, mm -hmm. which I appreciated, because Eartha Kitt very famously plays Catwoman in well, Batman. Oh, uh -huh. <laughs> so I thought that was a very good nod, because yeah. she's Catwoman, and it's just great. Yes. Uh, because realistically, I mean, a cat. I suppose, does a cat make sense in this? They could have turned her into pretty much anything, yeah. and it would have made sense, but I feel like this was definitely a nod to it, was definitely, it being Eartha Kitt. It's definitely an Easter egg, definitely. from what that sounds like. <laughs> um... But I did think it was funny that Kronk tried to do the chandelier thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he had his shoulder angels talking to him, and then he was like, "Okay," <laughs> and then and then he goes, "Weird, that usually works." And I was like, "Well, yeah, if the person's like not bones, like <laughs> yeah, she's just bones, and that chandelier is not that small. Like that's a big chandelier." Crunk mm -hmm. didn't mean to kill, only May more seriously. <laughs> yes. Hey, we didn't make the Harry Potter reference this time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> there have been several I've been tempted to make, but that's just really the best chandelier based um, <laughs> reference there is, really. <laughs> you could have made yeah, any much. of them and we would have been very okay with it. 
<laughs> we always have a Harry Potter <laughs> reference, like literally in every episode, even if it's not our Harry Potter episodes, and it's just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Crunk Crunk is very much yeah. He's 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 Dobby and Ron Weasley yeah. like put together. Yeah, <laughs> because Ron has his strokes of genius, but he doesn't know. True, when he's them. that's true. <laughs> also, food like food definitely. <laughs> um. But yeah, so then they end up going down like this drain, um, which was clogged mm-hmm. originally, and then they unclog it in the nose. They've got frying pans, but not modern plumbing. Yeah, it makes complete. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> complete. Sense. But it goes out of Cusco's nose because mm-hmm. he has his face on the palace, which like okay, <laughs> yeah. it could come out of worse places, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, I guess if they chose to build those, that's true. Um, I wouldn't put it past them at this point. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, but they come out the nose, and somehow they don't just fall. They literally catch yeah. on to stuff and are able to stay on that yes, slippery metal. <laughs> because, you know, sheer gold is um, famously a very tactile surface. Like, yeah. With lots of grip. Yeah, very, very grippy, you know. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it's what we all know gold for. Yeah, right. it's definitely <laughs> for sure. Um, and yeah, so then we we have that moment where Isma does become a, a, a cute little kitty. You know, she's precious. She's adorable. <laughs> she questions her voice a little bit at the beginning, and then is like, "Whatever, it doesn't matter." They I love a, her voice. They <laughs> get a, a different. It's a different voice actor who plays her as a cat. I figured. Oh my um, god! It's actually a man. Whoa! <laughs> I'm dead. That's amazing. Ah, uh, the Yzma cat voice. Um. Oh, he's yeah. It's it, it's. I I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that the guy who voices that's a guy who voices Yzma as a cat. That's amazing. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's yeah, Mark Dindle. Does does her as a cat? Wow, wow, <laughs> a whole other person. <laughs> um, but she does start talking really like dark and like aggressive, and I mm-hmm. I was like I guess hearing those like threatening words from Isma as a little cat is really a way that they kept it not so dark, even though it didn't yeah, work. <laughs> pretty um, much. But I did find it really entertaining because you do wonder how they're going to get the vial back when Cusco decides to save Pacha instead of the vial. Mm-hmm. And so the vial falls. And then, you know what? We have that perfect placement of a trampoline. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> and the delivery guy is like, you could have told me that before I unloaded it. Yeah. Okay. So, so sorry. I just pulled up Mark Dindle's... Ad- IMDb. Yeah. He's mainly a visual effects guy, so he works oh. he works on the visual effects. But he has three credits as an actor. One <laughs> is, is Kitty Yzma. Uh-huh. The other one is Max from Cats Don't Dance. Okay. Never okay. seen that. Oh. And then the third no. one is Morcupine Porcupine, the coach from Chicken Little. Oh. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> they, they are the only three. Well, <laughs> three voice roles he's ever had. Maybe, maybe he was just working as like visual effects because that's what he does on those movies. And they were like, "We need someone to do these lines because now we're adding yeah. them in." <laughs> he's an animator who I think he was working on the film. 
maybe yeah and then they were just like mark mark yeah. come over please your voice is good let's go <laughs> eartha kit she just can't get this cat right can you, like... <laughs> can you try something <laughs> anything <clears throat> we've tried changing her voice so many different ways it just doesn't work i'm sorry we need you <laughs> oh he was a writer on yeah he was a writer for emperor's new groove and for the oh. tv series oh okay that's cool okay gotcha yeah <laughs> he's been very involved <laughs> um but yeah so then uh the best part of this is you know they do their climbing thing again and this time it actually mm-hmm. makes sense because it doesn't seem like it's that you know wide of an opening at the top yeah. <laughs> it seems like yeah right it seems like they could <laughs> right. actually climb out of there but um but then yzma shows up and grabs the vial again just when Cusco's about to get it or whatever. And um because she's a cat, that's a far yeah. more useful animal oh, yeah. in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, they have thumbs that work, right? They can totally grab onto things like that. <laughs> Not. Um but she grabs it and she's like, Yes, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I'm gonna drink it, it's gonna be great. And then Kronk magically opens the perfect trapdoor that squishes Yzma. Mm-hmm. And remarks that it was very lucky that he opened it in that area. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ever aware of his of his place in the world. Uh, yes. I was like, way to go, Kronk. <laughs> um, and so then, you know, Cusco finally gets to drink the vial. He becomes, you know, himself again. And and it's it's clear that he's a much better person now. Um, but he definitely needed that trip with Pacha to get there. <laughs> yes. Um, so I guess ultimately it's like, thank you, Kronk, for turning him into a llama. <laughs> Kronk is the hero of the film. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. He's the hero of the film. He should get his own season of The Bachelor and <laughs> have a statue erected in his honor. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we stand we stand crunk. I might have to go and set up like a a, like a crunk stand Twitter account. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Do That's it. It's a good one. Do it. Um but yeah, so then we, we have that little scene where Pacha still thinks that his house is gonna get destroyed. Like he mm-hmm. still believes that Cusco's is not better <laughs> and is gonna do that. And um, that's when Cusco's like, you know what? You took me all over these hills and I didn't hear any singing. So I don't believe you about them. So I'm going to build it somewhere else. (laughs) I I get the joke that they were making, but I feel like it would have been a lot more heartfelt if he'd just been like, look, 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 my dude. I'm not going to knock over your house. Right. You did did me a solid. Right. (laughs) We're friends now. I'm yeah. going to knock over somebody else's house. Yeah, like <laughs> my, my favorite thing is that Pacha says, well, you know, I'm pretty sure I heard some singing on the hill next to us. In case it's you're like selling out the <laughs> village. Yep. Like, you can be my neighbor. It's fine. <laughs> like, that's cool. I don't care about the village. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as mine is still standing. Right, we're good. yeah. He's like, just don't destroy my home that my family's lived in for six generations mm-hmm. now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then but somebody else's home, for sure. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. It's fine. For sure. And then we have the ending theme song while they're all having their pool party. Yes. And I think we've got more Tom Jones. Yes. I think so, yeah. 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 Um, and, and yeah, so that's that's it. Family and friends that's, are really important. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to go back real quick uh, to the scene where Cusco keeps trying different potions mm-hmm. since they... Uh, 
knock them all over and everything. Mm-hmm. And he finally gets back to being a llama. And he goes, yay, I'm a llama again. And I just have to say, my family used to say that all mm-hmm. the time. Because there was this one little, like, farm that had, like, some land with llamas on it that we would pass all the oh time. Oh, my gosh. So every time we passed it, we would all go, yay, I'm a llama again. <laughs> and just every time. I think even today, if we went past it, we would say I it. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't think, I, we don't have as many llamas over here. I think we have more alpacas than we do llamas, huh. which, mm-hmm. that although apparently, I, during, when I was Googling how big llamas were earlier on in the recording, um, I found out that llamas and alpacas can actually breed together and make babies that are also, like, capable of having oh. offspring. Oh, that's so, not normal. That's they're not a, No, no. They're, so you could get llama and alpaca crossbreeds, apparently. That's cool. Um, that was, like, one cursory Google search, and I did not check the source. So, yeah. like, if that's wrong, <laughs> I'm not I'm not encouraging people to go out crossbreeding llamas and alpacas. I don't encourage that. Um, yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Not, not like we have a lot of alpacas over here because pe- I don't know why people keep them sort of with horses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I say a lot. I've seen more than I would expect to see in my very small yeah. city. Um, okay, gotcha. <laughs> and they used to be one that lived across the road from my um, dad's house, and like because mm-hmm. there was fields in that sort of area, my my little brother would go over and pet the llama. Oh, not the llama, the alpaca. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, I'm a llama again. I'm going <laughs> to use that out of context with people who don't understand. You really the should. Thing. And again, I'm and not yeah. explain it. Yeah, don't explain it. Just say it. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's movie. it. It is indeed. Now queue up. Let's groove by Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so Jordan, where can we find you? Uh, well, if anyone listening wanted to find me and hear me talk more nonsense and um, uh, hypothesize about different characters being llamas secretly, but in disguise, um, <laughs> probably not <laughs> as frequently. But I also have a podcast called Books to Last Podcast, which uh, we have different guests who sort of love who love books and reading, and they try and pick the five books that they would take with them if they were cast away to a mystery remote location. Uh, so it's kind of like Desert Island Discs, book, but with five books. And yeah, we have a lot of fun talking over there. And then I'm on Twitter at Jordan Dunn. And I'm also on Twitter for the podcast at Books to Last Pod. Uh, and also Instagram for both of the, with both those names as well. Because I like to only remember one username. Smart. Smart. <laughs> nice. Good way to do it, for sure. Well, thank you so much for joining yes, thank us. You this is really much. fun. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. And... Uh, Yeah, just remember, every adventure requires a first step. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at BMM Oh My. 
Be sure to check out our website at bmmomy.wixsite.com slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash bmmomy. You can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omy at gmail.com. Our socials, website, Patreon, and email address can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family, and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye!